What's poppin' and welcome to Popcorn with Wallace Adyaran, your stop for all things pop, where we talk about all things pop culture from here in the Philippines to the rest of the globe. And super international ng ating episode today dahil meron tayong mga international Ooh. correspondents. <laughs> international <laughs> correspondents. And this is a really special episode because of course, first of all, this is our 50th episode. So congrats everyone. We have made it to number congrats. 50. And that's not the only special thing we're talking about today because it's another Taylor Swift episode that nobody anticipated. But we're here and we're so excited <laughs> to be talking about her latest album, Folklore. And before anything else, before we go on with the rest of the show, let's introduce our co-host for the episode. Let's welcome <laughs> our scholars of Swift from our previous Taylor Swift episode. Reg is here from the other street, literally. <laughs> Welcome back. Yes, hello, hello. Gusto kong sinasabi yung ano, nasa kabilang street Oo. ka all the time. <laughs> Magkapit-bahay lang kami. And from uh, Espanya, but literally Espanya. Andito si Miss Nasani. Oh, isipin taga-uste ako. Taga-uste <laughs> pala. Welcome back. Uste pala. Good to be back. And of course... From Chromatica, joke from Chromatica. Harvey is back. May push through yung visa ko sa Chromatica. Gusto ko nang lumipat. Who doesn't, right? And France is also yeah. here with us. Hello. From Thailand naman siya. Tawadika. And also joining us is Kevin. He hasn't joined an episode in so long. Maybe 50 episodes ago na yata yung episode niya. Hey, Kevin. Hey, everyone. So, ito, nagsibalikan na lahat sa mga Swifties sa mundo. And yeah. we are here, of course, to talk about the latest album, as we mentioned earlier. So, ano nga ba ang nangyari? Um, kamusta kayo lahat? <laughs> I mean, that's the first question because I don't know what to feel at the moment. <laughs> I still have so many feels. I mean, I mean, I literally cried for three days straight before going to sleep because, like, the lyrics like might have seeped to my brain, and then like probably because my brain overthought some of the lyrics, and you know how we all would apply lyrics to whatever is going on in our lives, then we get emotionally overwhelmed. Then yeah, that's exactly what I've been feeling before bed for the past three days since this album came out. I would say so, the same. Like, my gosh. Like, everyone was asking me, kamusta, kamusta? I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't take it. I can't deal with it. But I guess we'll talk more. See, Reg was one of them. Di ko pa natatapos yung album. Reg was like, oh, kamusta ka? Oh my gosh, I can't. I can't. Even, I think si Franz din eh. Franz messaged yeah. me mga Friday night. I only answered him mga Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. That was how, like... Pero kayo, Nat, Dredge, Franz, RB. For me, I'm moving. I'm moving places. So I've been packing up my stuff the whole week. And ito yung soundtrack ko. So like, thinking about moving on, memories, sobrang sendi. As in, durog, durog. Yan yung masasabi ko. <laughs> Meron ka pang mga emotions sa parang, oh, I'm moving, I have this stuff. To put in a box and to set them aside. To create stories out of them, diba? Hot <laughs> naman on my end, it's very, you know. I'm oh, sorry, like, oh, like on my end, like, um, 
hindi ko pa siya na-process right away. Kasi syempre, kalagat naan ng workday, diba? <laughs> so, sobrang hindi ko pa siyang napakinggan ng maayos, no? But, um, I gave it siguro a proper listen later on in the afternoon, um, on Friday. And then, saka ko nang binasa lahat ng, by that time, all the lyrics were up na, right? So, saka na akong nag-deep listen. Um, and, I'm just very proud of her single tear. <laughs> no, or later. Oh, well, no, man. Okay. It's Say go, crazy. Go, go. Sorry. It's crazy because it was so sad, right, Cholo? Yeah. It still is. <laughs> it was so sad. And then, like, every time I listen to it, I'm in love yung everything, everything about it, the way it was produced, that how the lyrics were written. And then I, I went into, like, watching yung mga reactions of people, yung mga people talking about Easter eggs and everything. And I was just like, nakakatuwa. And then I fell in love with it. It's some, it's the first thing I listened to in the morning. The last thing I listened to before sleeping. How do you survive a day doing that? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like while I'm working. It's That's the nice thing about it. It's It's something that you can play in the background and it's just really calming, right? Because I don't know, not for me. Wag mo kasi pakinggan yung lyrics. Totoo, totoo, totoo. Totoo, totoo. Wala na, hindi ko na matanggal eh. Go to self. And siguro like yung pinaka is, ano, yung pinaka na feel ko, parang gusto ko na mag-drive to the mountains and the beach. Exactly. You know what, totoo yan. More like, I wanna go to, I wanna go to like Baguio. Like, cab driving. O, diba si Taylor Swift nakapag-Baguio, diba? May pa-pine tree, pine tree. And all the people, literally all the people, <laughs> rushed to find their own folklore. Their bagyo photo. Meron ako. Same, same. <laughs> May nakuha ko sa baul so right true. away. <laughs> yeah. My vacation houses don't even have forests. Like, I'm so feeling bad right now. So, si RV naman. Kaya pa nga ako today. Sabi ko parang vibes. Ganun. Actually, i-edit ko to ng black and white lahat para Ay, gusto ko yun. Oo. Oh, oh. <laughs> Winner. RV ikaw. Si RV well, kasi musician yan. Musician ko, yan. Diyos ko. Tinanong ko si Cholo, pwede ba ako sumali dito kahit sakto lang yung insights? <laughs> kasi, I've been, um well, when I listened to this one, Passively listening lang kasi I was, I've been so busy with everything. Pero kahit passively listening, iba eh. Kasi nung Friday, actually, lasing ako. Kasi I didn't, I someone canceled their plans on me. So I decided to, it's fine. Kasi ano daw, may, baka daw may nakausap siyang COVID positive. So parang, okay, sige, fine. <laughs> so anyway, and then I listened to this album. Kasi yun, nalasing ako when I was listening to it. Kasi hindi siya kayang... Pinapakinggan mo lang siya ng you're not feeling sad about it. Tapos I've been tweeting na parang, uy, message ko kaya ex ko. Tapos makikita ko yung tweets ng ex ko na sabi niya, may message din niya yung ex niya. So ako, uy, ako yun ah. So, Actually, may message din niya ako. <laughs> Tatanungin ko nga sana siya tungkol sa'yo eh. Pero... <laughs> Ayun na nga, naku dapat ginawa mo. Sige, <laughs> mamaya after this, message natin siya. Grabe, inspiring kalat everywhere, no? <laughs> Mismo. <laughs> Pero ayun. So, that's like sort of our short kamustahan session. Pero let's go to the real preamble. May preamble talaga. Parang ano. Parang okay. I'm gonna try to be as calm as, pos- um, as possible. So, we, we will all try. But, so, yeah. Uh, last year, 
yun nga, we had our Scholars of Swift episode. That was a really long two-hour, 30-minute episode. Super. And, I mean, we don't regret any of it. And we love her that much. And you can go listen to all our Why We Love Taylor Swift, Why, you know, Why We Love Lover, and all the tracks that we love about Lover and our God-tier Taylor Swift songs of the past <laughs> in episode 13, Scholars of Swift. Still on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever. But now, okay, we're going to the latest uh, album. Since we last released our episode, we've seen non-stop releases from Taylor. Uh, we've had Beautiful Ghosts from Cats and the actual Cats movie. Ah. Uh, Christmas Tree Farm, the Christmas song. The Man music video. Miss Americana documentary. The City of Lover concert. You know, she's non-stop. Uh, any thoughts muna siguro about those? I mean, before anything else? Ako siguro, I just want to say how Miss Americana is just like such a good documentary. Especially, I mean, tayo kasi, we're Swifties. We understand her struggle or we, at least we believe we understand what she's going through. But for yeah. people yeah. outside the circle or the fandom, it's something that you'll get to understand where she's coming from even more. Especially during that ano, apocalypse of a summer of 2016 for her. That was just like crazy. And you know, you just realize how, I mean, one, of course, how powerful she continues to be. But also how vulnerable she is. Even more like when you hear her talk about it. Aside from the music. So, Miss Americana, I mean, maybe we should make another episode about that. But I just want to commend that documentary. Kayo, may mga nagustuhan ba kayo sa mga releases ngayon? that they used on yeah. Miss Americana. Like, I mean, you, you as a fan always feel like you've watched everything. But when they string it together like that and the kind of trying to show the kind of person she is and what she's capable, both the good side, the, the lower sides, that, I mean, it's so hard not to admire her. Parang, shocks. like, she's such a creative person, but at the same time, She's willing to be herself. And I think that's so something I find really inspiring, like based on that documentary. That was really great. And exactly. like I guess the fact that she wants she chose to be political na at that point was very important. And I guess very, very relatable, especially now sa Pilipinas na okay, sino magsasalita, sino hindi magsasalita, you know, sino pupunta sa aman polo or whatever. Ganyan. <laughs> but you know ah. <laughs> uh, my gosh. I mean, we used to say she's our own Taylor Swift story, but maybe it's a different case. <laughs> but anyway, enough with the shade. Any yeah. anything else you uh, you loved from all those releases? Yeah, um, I I really okay. So when I first saw Miss Americana, I remember like when when it came to the part where Taylor was explaining that like when she was at award shows, like aside from her mom, like she didn't have anyone to cling on to when she, when. Like, let's say she won an award or something. And then when she narrated, like, whatever she felt during 2016 and all that, and, and how she found and how she found Joe and everything, like, her life literally went better. Like, that, I, it really struck a chord with me as someone who is, has been dealing with depression. So, and then... It also felt really inspiring to me that she decided to like, you know what, I don't care what the critics say, I'm just gonna speak out my own opinions and the rest is history. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Pero ho, uh, I also really like the whole, I mean, Kevin 
has really good points about that, especially for people going through things, especially for celebrities, I guess, na, you know, people just always put them on the pedestal and bash them all they want. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're just, they're just human like us, of course, but they have the spotlight. And it's also a nice insight for people who aren't necessarily aware of industry inside stuff. Yeah, and um, aside from that, nga, parang, yeah, I also really like Beautiful Ghosts. It's such a haunting song. And bumagay siya sa Cats na movie. So, yeah. I agree. I mean, those are, that was just like a highlight of Cats. Yeah, I agree. And that's also, saying something. <laughs> I know. Pero Cats apologist ako. So, I know I will be judged. <laughs> for this but I enjoyed I watch it as in hindi ko kaya I enjoyed it ironically kasi sobrang absurd niya I think I think the key lang is to go into it with absolutely no expectations at all I mean like do not expect anything do not expect the plot like everything about it oh. is just so absurd and the fact that they managed to like um, you know like get all these A-list actors to do that <laughs> it's it's like I was very entertained, like to say the least, and I thought that the Taylor pulled off also the Taylor pulled off also the the song, and I think it's great that you know because when Andrew Lloyd Webber was talking about how they collaborated on it, when she heard palang the when she heard palang the melody that he played out, she like knew the lyrics to it right away. She knew the concept that she wanted to fly with, and like I think for me that speaks a lot about. Taylor's talent and oh my god finally people are starting to realize how talented yes. she is right yes. so exactly. that's something probably that that you know I'm, I'm gonna point out later but one other release that I liked in the last year was the City of Lover concert um, and na appreciate ko talaga siya because compared to her previous concerts like na sobrang spectacle like Reputation and Red and 1989 it's very flashy very glittery napaka stripped bare Nang City of Lover, it's just her and the stage and it's very, like, you know, minimalist and it really gets to concentrate on the intimacy of her writing and of the music. And I like that best about it because I've always maintained na I love Taylor at her most vulnerable. So I, th- I think that really brought out um, the best in her songwriting. Ayon. And the acoustic versions, yes. my gosh. Yes. Yes. Down. I cried. So <laughs> But, you know, after all those things that were released, we are here right now. Just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she released her... I mean, she announced Folklore, which is her <coughs> surprise album made during the quarantine. That was last Friday, Thursday night for the Philippines. That was... Anong date yun? Like, we need to memorialize that date. <laughs> that was uh, July 23rd. Yeah, and that also happened to be the 10th year anniversary of One Direction. So power move once again. I don't know if you yes. can do anything with that. Yes. But, you know, something that was announced at noon and released for a midnight release was just like unheard of from Taylor Swift because our previous conversation nga parang, oh, you know, we already know her pattern, how she would do it. She, she's going to yeah. release a completely... Yeah. Build up the clues, everything. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're begging for the yeah. album at, like by four months before, right? And yeah. here you have this sudden... Re- and I'm not a one direct... I'm not a directioner, but like, 
I I was I felt the hype that they were posting happy 10th anniversary whatever tapos yung release lang nila parang ano PowerPoint PowerPoint presentation lang pala so parang, <laughs> like what was Prezi all naman, that about <laughs> oh Prezi ganon so parang what I mean okay but but then Taylor Swift is like wow I mean, yun nga eh, parang... Sobrang power move noon. I feel move. like we were back in 2010. Na parang, oh my gosh, One Direction, One Direction. And then, susunod, Taylor yeah. Swift. And then we were like, oh my gosh. Kasi yung, I'm, a, I'm a directioner as well. But like, you know, when Taylor released it, I was like, bye, One Direction. I'm I'm back on the Taylor train. And here I am. Si Kevin wants to say something yata. Oh, I forgot. Okay, like... I remember, like, when I was, I remember, okay, I totally forgot what I was gonna say. Sige, mamaya na lang. Remember that. But, aside from that, syempre, yun na nga, we previously said, ano ba yung gagawin next? We knew she was gonna do um, her re-recordings. That was what was planned. City of Love mm. Tour. But we were like, what's her music gonna sound like? Because she's happy, for one. And like we 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 literally yes. had no idea, and we we uh, left yeah. it with an open-ended question like, "What's Taylor gonna do next?" And now we know it's like an indie folk folk pop album that you know, God tier, safe and sound, finally has companions with this new album. So I mean, let's get to I the album. We were discussing it in in the last review of Arrange. We were saying. What else is next for her, given that she's happy? And we trust yeah. that she'll always be able to form some narrative, whether or not yes. it's true. And I think <clears throat> before she's a singer, she's a creative spirit and storyteller. Yes. Yes. And that will always take precedence in her, in her artistic identity. Right? Yeah. This is proof. I mean, this album is not about... A, a, like a mega hit or whatever it's this time it's critical acclaim and i am excited like for the next yeah. few months for this to generate even more hype with like all not just mainstream media but like everywhere right? yeah I, I completely agree not no? like when we were talking about it last time your ability to tell a story yeah. and what's super great about this is that it really i think sheds a light on that particular talent of hers na um, for the longest time, people have always had the perception that she, her music is, puts her at the center. Even though we've, we've already seen that she has a tendency na talaga even before to create narratives, whether or not they're about her. But they never took the center stage in her albums kasi, diba? Ang parating naha-highlight ay yung mga ex-boyfriend na songs niya, ganyan-ganyan, mga stuff where we, we think she's throwing shade and stuff like that. So, um, dito talaga, like, alam natin that she is creating a story or speaking out of personas. Well, parang ano, poetry, ganun. So, she's speaking out of personas exactly. and she says this actively. And you can see it also in, like, the way the songs are written. And what's great about it is it doesn't, parang, like, it really harks to something that we Swifties knew all along. Which is that she doesn't, like, you know, need to be like in a quote-unquote bad place or she, she doesn't need to be like dating yeah. someone necessarily or like parang going through some tumult of the heart for her to be able to, you know, write well. Yeah. So, ayon. 
Actually, to add to what Reg said, super, super totally agree. Kasi Cholo and I talked about this, and it's so hard to write melodies or to write lyrics. Pero si Taylor Swift, he was able to do it in the confines of her home during quarantine. Like, I tweeted this na nga na, sana oil productive nung quarantine nila. Kasi parang siya, nakapagsalat ng buong album, di ba, 16 songs? Yeah. Tapos for sure, may mga songs siya na, ah, sige, I don't want this, I don't want this. So she probably wrote more. And then she took inspiration from the house she was confined in. Di ba? Yeah. So that was really good. So that was like inspiration lang. She found inspiration even in the most mundane things, like being quarantined. And for me, that's just magical talaga. Uh. And yeah, parang yun nga, parang given all of that that you've said, Reg and Nat and RB, parang we had no idea what was going on. It's like, hey, here's an album. We're gonna drop it on you. We had no prior single to like, oh, this is what it might sound yeah. like. There's no marketing na, hey, 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 hey. It's just pure Taylor Swift out of nowhere that we were like, take it or leave it. I'm just dropping a new album. Ikaw na bahala. But of course, for us, Swifties, we're gonna appreciate, I guess, whatever she put out. And it's, it just so happens that yeah. it's very magical. Na it's just like amazing. Aside from our own biases, na, you know, we love her, but this album proves yeah. that her, our love for her is more than our love. And it's just... Yes. And yes. She's a versatile queen. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. From exes oh. to like advocacies to like simple stuff about historical houses. Very and ito diverse. yung proof. I think yung proof na masasabi ko is like seeing all these people who were tweeting in 2016 being all like, oh my gosh, Taylor Swift's new album. I'm like, where you were the ones like hating on her, bashing her, yeah. like, um, also you gave like, her the drama. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, you favored the drama and you We're favored so vindicated. Kanu, right? I mean, we in the end, taste always wins. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I'm very happy. I, like, I love that. Because I have friends now who hate Taylor Swift though from her. Why don't feel nila dramatic siya or like she's always starting fights or like lagging my drama, my issue. Pero nag-convert sila when they heard folklore na, oh, I've never, I've never heard something so pure or so raw, yeah. full emotions. There's no drama involved dito. It's just her heart. This so is one of really the only conversions that we agree on. <laughs> the Taylor Swift conversion. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll jump in what, what RV said no? like super quickly. Because I've also seen like my fair share of ano, people on my feed na converts bigla. <laughs> and champ as a Swifty, I'm so vindicated. But as a Swifty also, as avid listeners of her albums before, like we do know ever since na may ganito siyang capacity. Yeah, yeah. We've seen it in like All Too Well and, and the mellower track in State of Grace, etc. So in Holy Ground, like we've seen glimpses of this. No, They just never... Of course, na hype lang yung ibang, you know, the more poppy bubblegummy stuff on the albums and stuff. Um, but you know, like just harking back to what RB said, there was a tweet that I saw from a culture writer, from a BuzzFeed culture writer, um, who and she said this. I'll just read read it out. Um, and I think you guys will agree, no? Sabi niya, I think if people didn't blindly hate young women and the things that they love, they might have recognized that Taylor Swift has been one of the greatest lyricists of this century since she was a teenager, regardless of whether the music is categorized as alternative on iTunes. And then she said, um, 
Taylor wrote our song for her freshman talent show in about 20 minutes. It's been certified platinum four times. She wrote Love Story, the song that made her globally famous entirely by herself at 18. And she made it a last-minute addition to the album that won her AOTY at the Grammys. So, ayun. Anyway, sabi niya, enough, enough of the Taylor Swift is finally producing real art be- takes because she I and millions of other people, yeah, have, are, have always, you know, kind of known that. Ayun. So, napaisip ako dun sa take na yon, Kasi it's so true. Like, like what I was saying, like, with Beautiful <laughs> Ghosts, like the fact that it was played a single time and then she knew exactly what she wanted to do with it, right? Like, it speaks a lot to to her talent. Whether or not type mo yung genre niya, that she, yung genre that she's experimenting with at the current time, right? Um, and the same also goes with, you know, Last Great American Dynasty. Because I was reading the the Vulture interview with Aaron Dessner, tapos sabi niya, um, he gave her the melody, tapos lumabas lang daw siya for a jog. Pagbalik niya, may lyrics na, oh my God, her brain is just so... Her mind. Like, her mind is just so great. Like, oh, her mind. So, her mind. Like, I love her so much. Okay, there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the uh, universe, the exploding brain meme. Mm. Literally. That was yeah. everyone I, I on Friday. I think for me... I'm enjoying the fact that, okay, maybe a to, but I'm tired of the Easter egg hunt only because I spent, I waste so much time getting into that and like all the clues. I hate it. Like it's, it's a quick bait for me as, as someone who spends too much time on the internet, you know. I'm so glad that we're no longer playing the game of how many palm trees are in the background, oh, the new release date, whatever. There I are... mean, it's fun for a while, but it gets a little bit like, you know, sometimes it's doing it for the sake of saying na parang my clue sa music video, watch it again, and therefore tataas yung views niya. Okay, it's, it's, it's great. It's, I enjoy it. It's fun. But having, the, like, not having any of that for this album, like, I'm really happy about that and I I think it's it's just she's showing I can do whatever I want like Taylor's like if you have the talent you have the right to do crazy marketing stunts or not anything at all and we are it's it's just Taylor's world and we live in it it's it's that yeah (laughs) she's like hey haters here I am with this amazing album that you're gonna love and Parang true enough, everyone did love it. All the sad boys, all the sad girls, all the haters. And everyone was scrambling to make their own release after she released this. Yes. But yun lang nga, it's the biggest Spotify album debut in the whole 2020. And the biggest Spotify wow. debut for a woman of all time with 18 wow. million streams in just like a day. So Grab I mean, oh the power, the mind. <laughs> How this will impact <laughs> Billboard? Actually, aside from the fact that marami pa lang malungkot is maraming nalungkot. Like, yung may mga jumag-jowa na mag-away tayo sandali. Away tayo sandali para ma-feel natin yung folklore. Grabe! I mean, so I guess we're transitioning more to the album content na aside from the whole pizzazz or like the whole event of a surprise drop. I mean, the only one I remember talaga na surprise drop that surprised everyone was Beyonce's uh, self-titled album. But after that, this was like the main ano na eh, surprise drop that was really effective because it's unheard of from Taylor. But 
of uh syempre some facts about the album yun nga it's the biggest spotify debut of the year uh it was co-written generally by Aaron Desner of the Nationals 11 tracks were with him and other tracks were with uh Jack Antonoff who she considers musical family at this point as her note says and uh, William Bowery and Justin Vernon of Bon Iver so Franz wanted to say something do you guys know who William Bowery is? Wala pa mamaya pa yan. Mamaya na. Hey. <laughs> Easter egg pa yan eh. Mamaya natin Excited i-ani. pala. <laughs> Excited. Pero ayun na nga. So parang general reactions natin. Wow, ang sakit. Ako parang I didn't know I had that sadness in me after listening to that album. Actually, like literally finally cry. Yeah. Ako ano, parang today lang, kasi I'm reading the lyrics for the first time, you know, after passively listening. Ano pala siya, um, love album to my ex. As in, mm, mm, yung ex ko yung naalala ko, every song, just ko po, gusto ko ba yun? Maririnig niya to. <laughs> Sige, gagawa akong group chat tayong tatlo, ah. Gusto ko makita yung conversation na yun. <laughs> Go! Saan pala in-invite ko siya dito? Saan pala invite mo? Naku, never pa kami nag-usap. Okay. <laughs> Popcorn X Lover um, Folklore Special. Pwede. Iyak lang kami. Exile.md3. Just listen to Folklore together. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a great and then, Yeah, and then pwede, parang, pwede. and then ask each other, um, so did you ever feel, feel this way about me after we broke up? May mga ganong keme-keme. <laughs> So parang aside from the ones we've already mentioned, does anyone have any other general reactions they'd like to share about like the album in general before we go track by track? Ah, gusto ko i-mention that the fact that remember last year she posted um not a lot going on at the moment. That was just mm. this year, April. This year April lang right? yeah, sorry. Yeah, April. Sorry. It seems like last year. April seems like last year. Seven years ago. <laughs> Once I so, was seven years so old. So seven years ago, April 27. So, diba she posted not a lot going on at the moment. That was the exact same day she started writing the album. Like, really? I saw it. That was the only Easter egg. That was yeah. the day that she messaged Aaron and if you count, a voice note. Hey, and if you actually count the number of words dun sa caption, it's actually eight. Ah, oh, yeah, na tayo. We're gonna get sucked into. Does she have like a whole diary of plans that will web into other plans? I, I'm, I'm Alam curious. Alam mo feel ko nakaswerte lang siya. Parang yung mga Taylor Swift fans na yung naglagay ng connection. Dapat sabi niya, yeah. oh tama yan. Like yeah, I meant that. Like, <laughs> I think we mentioned that last time nga. Eh, na parang ganon nga. Parang is it parang the si- parang semiotics na lang parang okay yeah that works i'm just going to agree with that <laughs> yeah yung mga tailors yeah. of scholars na lang yung gumagawa ng mga kwento pero actually parang siya ah never thought of that but nice <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah uh, any other general reactions aside from that well ako ang masasabi ko lang i was really not prepared for this whole thing like physically mentally emotionally because prior to this my, my life has been a lot of K-pop this year. And, you know, that's really upbeat. Most of the K-pop I like are upbeat and not so much the ballads. Mm. And, you know, we had dedicated Side B, which is like a super fun, light album. And then, boom! And I was like, oh my gosh. After listening to it thoroughly, ito na. So, um, now we will go track by track. 
as we did before. Um, I think Reg will have to leave for a bit, but she'll come back hopefully. Um, yeah, let's start with track number one, aka the one. So okay. this so, was actually Kevin wants to say something. Okay, so basically, as a as an opening, it makes <coughs> sense because like um, because it's as a transition from the last album to this one, it makes sense. And then like, it has that typical song structure, like the whole first chorus, first chorus and all that. But the, and then it also, from a sonic and structure standpoint, it pretty much sets the tone because like the way that she switched up the chorus at the end, that's like, I mean, I noticed a lot of switch ups throughout the album. So Again, as an inter- as the opening track, it really makes sense, and, it's and it also like, sounds very loungy. Yeah, I agree. Like it's a perfect opening number to this whole album. Na parang right away you know what it's gonna sound like, what it's gonna be about, mm. and you know that Taylor is here to tell us stories, and she will take you to stories nayon, and you will find yourself in those stories. It's like all the layers of you know, what we love about her, her lyrics, her narratives, and her, now the music. You know, a lot of... Ako personally, this album, it's not my sound because I'm a very bubblegum pop guy. But... Yeah, my, you know, my you know, parang Here, this is here, and we will love <clears throat> it. And, yun, it's, a, it's an amazing... Ano, and the story itself, it's just like, oh, wow. You know, imagine mo yourself with a totga or something like that, and you're like, "Hi, I'm sure people can relate here." Joke. Yeah, actually, what I really love about this is that it's longing, it's nostalgia, but in a very light way. Like when you remember an ex fondly, now you're not remembering <coughs> the, the bad stuff or like your sadness, no. But like, oh, he was a gracious boyfriend and even great, an even more gracious ex. So it sounded like that. It was light. But also very um, parang yeah, sad. It's light sad. Yung saktong iyak lang. <laughs> and the bridge the is melody. basically. Uh, yeah. Sorry. And I mean, I was yeah. saying like the yeah. melody structure kind of reminded me of the I forgot that you existed last last album. So it has that snappiness. But what I like about this album, and I think maybe this is the touch of uh, Aaron Dessner and even his twin brother, also part of the <clears throat> National, who worked on the orchestration of it. Like, you could feel the percussion is different. Like, it's it's like tapping. Like, I, in a way, I was thinking, like, it feels kind of like time passing. Like, especially with this song, it's like, tap, tap. like, if you listen to it, give it a deep listen, that percussion gives you a sense of, okay, time's moving by. This is what's mm. life. This is what life has been. And you really get the folk sound right away. Like, you know, if, if and especially like recently, I, I mean, I'm also not too big on folk. I, I haven't really gotten into it, but I love, for example, Maggie Rogers. Oh my God. I mean, it's so into her stuff lately. And you get that. You get that sincerity. You get that, you get this light touch of or- orchestration that really like makes the song just a nice listen it's 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 that and i don't know and i feel like it in the first song 
pa lang. Like, you hear, you have the line. Like, I feel like this song, since she has five explicit songs, diba? Like, she wants to show, I can talk about sex. I can talk about, like, yeah, she has a line like, um, meet a woman on the internet, take her home and something. I'm like, you know, your 13-year-old Swifty would, would be, like, so scandalized by that. But that's, Super. you know, society and reality. <laughs> and yeah. she sings about alcohol, you know. It's, it's, it's part of life. And I think she has that grasp of these elements to put it in a song and make it, you know, like, to age, right? Like, I mean... What is she? She's 30? She's 31. 31. 31 30. this year, right? 30 flat. Yeah. <laughs> ah, 30, yeah, because she's celebrating yeah. her 30th. Yeah. yeah, 1989. Char, you know what I'm saying? You're going to math. True. I'm going to add also. I'd like to add also. Yeah. And I would like to add also the bridge felt like the Mitski of bridges because like Mitski, she tends to have these one-minute songs that feel very heartbreaking as well. What song so that's do you what what song like reminds you of that Namitsuki? And I mean the the bridge. The, yeah, the bridge yeah. part. Like it's yeah. Yeah so I, mean, I wanted to say Nana Going ng undersecretary ng the public uh, department of public High, highway and works na si Taylor Swift kasi ang galing niya gumawa ng bridge. Diba? Going there siya undersecretary. bridges, long bridges, you can do it all. Ahala ko ano, parang department of... Manila, lubak-lubak. Department of national arts, ganon. Kasi folk, ganon. Folk Nang chromatica. Lady Gaga officially invited uh. Taylor Swift. I mean, I would like to see a Lady Gaga Taylor Swift like country song eventually. Ooh. That would be amazing. But yes, parang yun nga, parang with this, you also get the idea that it's really it might not be about her, like her personal experiences. Because parang kung isipin mo, what we know about Taylor, it doesn't seem to add up to anything we've seen yeah. from her personal life at the very least. But that kind of gives you that ano na, parang insight about the whole album. And, you know, the what-ifs are just really nice. Parang, mga ano lang, syempre yung mga magjowa na friends pa rin ngayon. Pero parang what, you know, the life, Ben and Ben's lifetime, ganon, di ba? Parang, what, what, what could the lifetime be with you? Parang ganon. That's what... <laughs> we were something, don't you think so? But like that one line, like, don't you think so? Like, oh, oh bro. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And everything feels refreshing also. Yeah, for sure. I mean, with the sound pa lang. Kasi nung last uh, episode, we were like, um, yeah, this is a combination of everything that she's done so far. But like, how do you switch it up even more? And she answered and she just said yes. <laughs> switch yeah. it up. Do something on the left field. <clears throat> yeah. So, okay. Any last words for the one? Yun lang. Sana may the one. It was good. <laughs> I'll just, ano, it was I'll, nice. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll just make paalam na I have to head out. Um, but I left some comments <laughs> on the G-Doc that you might want to like delve into if you guys want to for the rest of the songs. Yeah. Thank you, Reg. I guess okay. we'll see you later. If yes. So see you in a bit. Thank you for being here yeah. and corresponding Hi. from Washington. Joe from Washington. 
<laughs> Dito lang sa kabilang bahay. Sige guys, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. So, that signifies our Bye. next track, which is Cardigan. And this is the second track and the Ooh. single. The, the first start of the trifecta. The album. Ooh. Actually, yeah. ito yung pinakauna. Suddenly, I want a cardigan. Yeah, I mean, everyone's buying cardigans now. Hi, Atene. I heard... I know, but um, France, you were saying something. I heard as of kanina lang, um, Cardigan is already number one in the charts. Yes. Wow. And you know what? So aside from, we haven't even mentioned this, aside from the eight versions of the album she released, um, yes. she's also releasing a new like single <clears throat> of Cardigan physical edition with vinyls of Cardigan as well with a cassette, even cassette. Like I think that was what I was most impressed by. Yeah, like she's releasing a cassette tape, and I, rem- I, I mean, I don't know how old you guys are, but when I was like, or like less than five years old, I was winding it on the pencil. Tapos ayon kanta ata ba makarena pa ata yung yung cassette tape. But I, I did somehow reach the cassette age, and I was like winding them up and putting it on my Damn. on my stereo or something. So like shocks the fact that she's doing cassette now. Wow. Pero sa kahalap ng player yun lang ang ano ko eh parang Okay, ang dami yeah, naman. Pero yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's very nostalgic nga, especially with the bagay siya sa album nato kasi some albums would have cassettes but don't necessarily feel like they need cassettes. Yeah. But I mean, where did it just all after all? Is, uh, yeah. Yeah. But and she's reaching so many niche. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say something else about yeah, Cardigan um, this was the first song I listened to out of everything because it had the music video. So I was like, okay, yeah. I watched the music video first. And how do you make a music video like that in quarantine? I'm just like curious. Same. Social distancing, PPEs. Yeah, yeah, but like, wow, I mean, location everyone, scouting, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, aside from the obvious, like, it's just like, <laughs> you know, but it's just like, I mean, kasi nagpo-produce. How do you speed up the production of that so Yeah, and it looked like, quickly. Like it was made I mean, like... I cannot even get up for a Zoom meeting, like for work. <laughs> so, mas lalo na, how do you make a music video like that? How do you fit like, yourself like you into a piano? Go, 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 ito, the It's Taylor Swift. Are we even asking why or how? <laughs> we, just, we just accept it. Exactly! Mas na ginawa She just says, Let's do it, girl. <laughs> we just say yes, Taylor. Give it to us. Amen, sis. Give me, for me every cardigan. Give us something. Parang cardigan. It took a while for me to appreciate, I guess, because I was Same. still trying to grasp what it was gonna be the whole album since it was the first song I listened to. Actually, yung the one pala I failed to mention that um, uh, that was the last part of the last two songs she wrote, which was The One and Hoax. So, last-minute additions siya as bookends, according to that article with Aaron. But, Cardigan, what I really like the most about it is the line, when you are young, they assume you know nothing. That that was it. Yes. Tweet, literally. Right? Parang, it's like such a struggle a lot of us millennials and Gen Z are experiencing na you know, they just assume... Dismissed. Yeah, we're just dismissed as, like, thrown away. I mean, it's thrown away, but, like, 
not really attention. And I guess yun magandang metaphor nga niya na the thrown away cardigan under a bed. I mean, yeah. it's just really nice na to have that line spoken to you. And I'm like, same. When you are young, they assume you know nothing. Because, you know, the struggle continues to own, own the world as we young people. Na parang, yeah. and diba, parang dami pa rin old people na, hey, this is how it's gonna be. This is how it's supposed to be. I mean, I guess I related on that matter. But anyone else on the song about, you know, the relationship stuff? I'll get into the, yeah. the, the love triangle. Because for me, it's, it was so fun having these three different perspectives. So, right, we start with, with this is Betty's perspective, the Bayong Cardigan. So, but wait, before um, we head like, to that, what is the yeah, Betty? Yeah. Who is the Jane? Yeah, nga. May ganto pa lang chismis tong album na to. Hindi yes. ko alam. <laughs> the chica is real. The whole album is the Easter egg. After the children of um, Blake Lively, right? So, uh, James, Betty, and I think some are saying the third is, I think Inez will be at that. But I feel like, I think she, right? But I think for me, given that, you know, she grew up, Taylor Swift grew up writing these songs in high school, she still flexes that now, that she can talk about high school love. Because this is about high school love, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Seventeen, and the timeline of the three songs is this is a little bit before summer, summer and after. Like, what's the aftermath, right? So you have James and Betty, the the the, the couple or the whatever they couple. are in high school. Landi <laughs> and MU, whatever you wanna call it. But like, I like what the approach to it is because even if you know we joke na parang mga high school landian, like Taylor Swift never never dismisses it, right? She still gives it the emotional new ones. Because when you're young, you can feel intense love. Like, that's not being foolish. That's not being silly. You can love that much. And yes. and I like, I think, Ooh. Betty's point of view. Because Betty, like, I think, you know, she meant, she says, chase two girls, lose the one. So she knows James is interested in someone else. But like, you know, she's, 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 she's admits that she still feels like she's the favorite, diba? You put me on and said I was your favorite. Like, oh, oh may iba kang chicks. Kasi, kasi high school ka, kasi lalaki ka. But I knew you. And I, we have all these memories, you know, like, and, and the imagery that she paints, like the high line and the cobblestones, this is consistent across all three the songs and that's like for me it's so strong the imagery and the, the tying into it like we'll get back a little bit into those clues when we get to august uh, when we get to uh, august and we get and when we get to betty so this one is the start so you start with with the girl and she's maybe she's pissed off maybe she's hurt maybe she's but she still likes him, you know. Yun yung parang nagpapakatanga si ate. Like, oh, you chase two girls. She's the one. She, I think her point of view is she's the one. Like, she knows that. Na siya yung main character in the story. And whoever this other girl. And I like that she's unnamed. The other girl is not named. So, yeah. this other girl unnamed. She's Hindi the side piece mind. or whatever. Hindi ba in our minds tayo yung the one talaga? Pero hindi, never natin alam na yes. may keme-keming ko sino-sino dyan. <laughs> Amen, Stan. And that's, that's the theme. 
in August, later when we get to August, is the side girl thinking that she is the one. And like sort of, you know, she's the heart and mind dissonance, diba? So parang, oh my, oh my god, like tying all that together is really good. Yeah. So okay, there also are something that's interesting about this um, love triangle thing. There are people who are it also... The, ano, she calls it the teenage love triangle narrative. You want the teenage love triangle. People are also seeing that it's also referencing friends. What? As in the show Friends? <laughs> yeah. So actually, because uh, a lot of Swifties know this, na Taylor Swift loves Friends, right? So there's this certain episode na, um, where Phoebe sings this song and then she says, this is a song um, about a love triangle between three people I made up. It's called Two of Them Kissed Last Night. And then she named the girl Betty. And there was a girl, we'll call her Betty. That was the first lyric of the song. Oh my gosh. I didn't even like get that. <laughs> yeah, I saw the clip on YouTube. On, yeah. Or Twitter rather. Pero parang yun na nga eh. Yeah. What is this whole narrative? We don't really know what the <clears throat> real story behind it. Because there are also theories that it's based on Rebecca who owned the house nga, diba, that we mentioned earlier. Who owns mm. the Rhode Island house. And that her nickname was Betty Dow. And that this was her life. And then Taylor's putting it into an album. And you know, there's so many theories. But at the end of it all, yeah. regardless of the theories, the songs themselves can speak not just about Betty, not just about James, but to any of us listening to this. Because I think parang each song may isang tao makarelate sa iba. May thread din sa Twitter eh. Parang the, your favorite folklore song tells you about what kind of struggle or who got you have in your life. Parang ganun. I'm gonna link it to you guys after this. But, Uh-oh. okay. Can I chime in? <laughs> Later, malalaman niyo kung alin niyo sa akin, malalaman niyo yung story ko. Just go, go on about me pala. Okay. Can, I, can I chime I in? Know, like, I think, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so... I mean, I'm just, okay. I'm just gonna drop, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think mahirap sa Zoom, eh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go ahead, yeah, yeah so, go So, ahead. so, anyway, um, what I, when I first heard the album, because I remember one of the shows I've been binging on Netflix is Ultimate Beastmaster. And then I always hear the word momentum being thrown around, especially when someone, when a player would swing from one area to another. So let's say the one is like the momentum, meaning someone is swinging from, one, from point A to point B from an elevated area. Yeah, this is the equivalent of the transition from the one to, the, to Cardigan. And it felt very smooth. Like it felt like the one is setting up for cardigan. And then by the time the car, by the time cardigan start, starts to the by the time that cardigan ends, it feels like an emotional roller coaster. Like it starts from being blissful to to insecure, but then like it ends on an optimistic note like that. And and then I also like that it's parang up. It's more of a dialogue than a song. Like, it doesn't have a true chorus. And that's pretty much it. So... Yeah. Sinat also wanted to say something. I, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Sorry, maingay may. I, I don't know. Like, there's vacuum cleaning going on. Sorry, guys. So, I will speak a little louder. Okay, okay. So, for me, it's the... Um, 
she mentions in this line and I knew you'd miss me once the thrill expired and you'd be standing in my front porch line which we get to later on in Betty because it's all about standing up on the in the front porch and saying like I'm sorry or like you know skitter for a while or whatever and it's it's so confident eh? I know you'd come back to me you'd come back to me you'd come back like she's so sure about that and also those callbacks, it reminds me because I've listened to Gaslighter by the Chicks. And then that pretty much echoes that kind of thing there. Like they like there was a mention of a boat on the first track and then it and then the boat gets mentioned again later in the song. Later in the album. So that's what it reminded me of. Okay. So I guess that signifies our next track. Unless anyone wants to say something else about Cardigan. Ako, ako, ako. Go, Franz. <laughs> Can I just Go. say sometimes? Ano yung mo dyan? <laughs> ako naman. No, you know what? Um, contrary to that, I actually sometimes I feel like ang weird ng ng how Taylor chooses what songs would be her singles. Because for me. What, what Cardigan does well is that it feels warm. The song feels warm when you're listening to it. And I love that about it. But it just, for me, huh, for me, it doesn't really strike me as much as other songs have. Yeah, and to make that the, the lead yeah, single, to make that the lead single was a little bit like, parang, bakit kaya? Sometimes, diba, you want to question her mind, girl, why? <laughs> <laughs> Because she's saying Getaway Car should have been a lead single, single yeah, yeah. right? But we then haven't gotten Cornelia, haven't gotten Cruel Summer as a, as a I single. Know. So yeah. Like, oh, I know. Yeah. Justice for Cruel Summer. I love. He was like, yeah. "Hey, it's not a Cruel Summer. Let's go straight to the fall and like just be sad." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Napo. So yeah, that's just my take on cardigan. Yeah, parang I'm like it. It didn't really strike me as much nga in the beginning, especially if it's the first song anyone will listen to, because it's a lead single. Then yeah, it's just like explain yourself. What makes made you make? But I guess it's probably a good taste breaker lang for a, a lot of people. Na if you put something else, it might be too extreme. So it might be like. A middle ground lang she feels na would be interesting enough for people to want to listen in. Maybe. Mm. But now that leads us to the third song which is The Last Great American Dynasty. So this one's a bit more upbeat. It breaks the, I know, <laughs> it breaks the solemn or like major sounds of the first Somber. Yeah, yeah. yeah somber vibes. And it's a bit more upbeat. Um, so, see, Reg wanted to say something before we all say something about this. 
So according to Reg, who's not here right now, she says that this is a she loves this song. I think it's one of her top songs and the process. Like she says, ah, her mind. So parang sabi ni Reg <laughs> na it, dem- it best demonstrates the storytelling ability. Na the fact that you title this song like a really grand title, which is the last great American dynasty, is deliberate because with the whole Rebecca Harkness idea storyline. It elevates that personal narrative into one woman, from one woman to a larger social commentary. And she also says that it kind of parallels with the lucky one from Red, in that both the people deal, uh, both people have to deal with like fame or who are under scrutiny. And yun nga parang the fact that. In the last part, Taylor buys a house. It's like positioning herself as a successor in the tradition of women who are being scrutinized. I mean, I totally agree with that. Reg put it really nicely. I, I don't think I have anything, ano, anything intelligent to say after that. <laughs> Kaya ako nang basa. Actually, I really, really, really nice about that comment is that yun nga, like the final twist in the end na. And then it was bought by me. And the whole song she's singing, she had a marvelous time ruining everything. Like, I think the way she paints Rebecca as someone who's unapologetic about who she is and liking the arts or whatever it was she did in that town, um, being charming the way she is. And I love so much that in the end, uh, Taylor's rather than saying she had a marvelous time, I had a marvelous time ruining everything. And she's not no longer apologetic about like whose toes she steps on because she's going to come into her own position and space as a woman and if that bothers anyone they can get the fuck out of the town like that's it right like i mean she has every right to have you know her friends come over she has every right to be who she is and if she's gonna get scrutinized for that then like who cares i like the the imagery the dog was dyed lime green. Like, ganun yung kalokohan or kagaguhan. Like, um, the, the playfulness, the mischievous, the mischievousness of it, diba? So, parang, she's saying, you know, women have a right to do that. And this is why I like songs like these. Like, um, Taylor has been more, singing more and more on the, on, on femi- feminist themes. And I remember in our last review, I said, like, I like the man. Like, it makes a lot of sense. Like, you're singing about the glass ceiling at work and so on, blah, blah, blah. But I find these songs more fun because it's the same theme, but, but it's, it's a subtle. bit more nar- na- narrated and like, yeah. you see it on a more personal level. Because it's easy to say, like, you know, um, well, it's not easy to say. But like, I think the, what she was saying before in The Man was a bit, like obvious it's stating the obvious and the annoyance with it and I, I completely agree but like this one is more just, subtle I think, more poetic mm-hmm. yeah it's even like more artistic and makes it even more relevant even actually I, I, I agree with that as in sobrang ganda this is one of my favorite songs too because it's upbeat diba nga? I'm not into this uh, the, the folk genre talaga but aside from the fact that it's upbeat this storytelling is otherworldly talaga. As in, I had to read up on it and I enjoyed the story about Rebecca and then I also read up on something on how um, Taylor Swift was likening herself to Rebecca na parang she, she is one of those um, women, the maddest woman in this town. Kasi remember na nag-reputation album siya parang medyo 
she was she's gone like crazy girl uh, mode and then she's the loudest woman because she always has she always has something to say and you're really like how this song speaks about being a strong woman in a in an old time like she was a middle-aged divorcee i mean like what woman would be proud to call themselves a divorcee during this time because like you had a bad marriage but then she took pride in that like rebecca took pride in that and that's something that i really um agree with like i saw myself in the story now it doesn't matter if i'm apologetic if, or or if i'm like more open about what i like and what i don't like then that's fine because uh, you know that it's me and i'm a woman and that's something that i can do and i'm very proud of that so i really like that one Ako naman, what i really yeah. loved about what i really loved about this track is how well written it is she takes you there yeah listening to it the way the music was made the way she wrote the lyrics she gives you this clear imagery of the place of what's happening the characters it just transports me and ang ganda lang talaga ng vibe that it gives off like i literally this is my favorite song to bike with since it came out i would bike every afternoon and it it's such a, a feel good song like i'm biking around town and i'm proud of it <laughs> amazing amazing nakagaan lang feeling yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my first impression of this was actually like reading the lyrics and how very story driven it is it kind of gave me Broadway vibes. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm the only one who got that impression, but it reminded me of Broadway. And then when I was thinking more, like listening to that song more and more than thinking about my opinions on it, I suddenly reminded, has anyone ever seen the last five years? Yeah. Yeah, that song in the I apartment where, Jer- yeah, where Jeremy yeah, Jordan was singing so about... Uh, Which song? Which yeah, song is this? Yeah, the Shmuel song. As ah, in, like, yeah, the, the, song. the guy. Oh, song. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so the way that that song was structured, as far as I can remember, was that it starts off as a story, but then it ends up being like a, like a sort of a message kind of thing. And I feel like that's what's also going on here on Last Great American Dynasty. Actually, that's and, a really good point to bring up Broadway. Because a lot of people have, have been saying that. Wow, this really this album shows her ability to probably make a Broadway musical herself. I mean, I think we were like talking about this not before. Tama ba tayo ba yun sa Lover episode na we'd like to see Taylor write a whole narrative of songs made by her or it, maybe Carly Rae Jepsen can also do that. But si Taylor, I think that her storytelling ability will really allow her to do this in a, that setting. So hopefully she does release or collaborate with someone on a whole musical. I would watch that. I would go to opening night. I would live for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sarah Bareilles pulled that up with Wait, Waitress. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw this, remember, in the last album, Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. You get these themes. The themes are very, very similar. So in a way, you could see this as a continuation of her because I think Taylor is is charmed by the twenties, the forties, that era, like maybe like that that time of what new Americana or new money and like fame and what 
Hollywood, very, very, very like old Hollywood would be like, it, its ancestors would be. And I think she has loved that imagery and for her to carry it on this way, it's another, it's another tale with that setting, but like still with those themes. So it's, I think what's nice about, again, about this album is because she has these, her go-to tricks, her go-to metaphors, colors, her go-to places. She makes a lot of references to New York. She has this go-to again of Americana and American society in its, you know, in its earlier years. And I think for her to do these things again and again without ever getting boring is such a, like, I think we don't give that enough credit. And I want to really point that out, that if you think about it, these are the same images, these are the same metaphors, but it never feels old. Yeah. Like, I mean, how many times she's thinking about her pack of friends? How many times has she sung about swimming in a pool of <laughs> champagne? Like, she does that in every album almost. About, uh, no, and yet, mga 3 a.m., 2 a.m. <laughs> Yeah, so like these are her common go-tos, like her little signatures in the song, and Ropes. it it just still feels fresh. And I think that's I think when you when you study her discography a bit more, you become super aware of these little things in the lines that she does every album. And when you spot it, you know it, it's her. Like these are her styles. Like and with the way we study literary authors, diba? her as a songwriter also ha- have has these tricks. So I think bale babalik na po si Nat sa Pilipinas to teach uh, Taylor Swift scholarship. Um, I would as I, I would <laughs> have love it. Close reading, tayo. close reading. Ginagamit ko yung music literature uh, di- diploma ko nung minor ko. So I mean, and, and I one more thing since you mentioned like like with the whole scholarship of Swift and everything. Like <laughs> I think this one, the beat again because it's Aaron Desner. You have that. I, I like the I like the beat it. It's it's so light. It's very very light handed, and yeah. it but it picks up the pace of the album. Like album, ito yung upward sort of pick up ng pick up point ng album because it's faster and also because but it still keeps that light handedness. So if you like if you remember the first few seconds of the one versus this one, like they have very very similar percussion. Except this one's just a little faster. So I think that's, I mean, everyone has already mentioned it, that this is sonically the most cohesive album she's done. And it's because of things like these. Here you can hear the percussion so clearly being almost like, I I don't know if, because I'm not so well uh, versed in production, but I would not be surprised if this is the same, like, I don't know, set of on the synth, like whatever it is, right? So the percussion is in that, same set and it's very and it's very indie folk that she has put her own touch on it yeah and uh may sasabihin ako about i don't know kasi i'm not super into music theory per se but um papangalanan ko na ba yung ex mo rb <laughs> okay go but sabi ni, <laughs> ito na sinabi mo na <laughs> but sabi ni ian na ex ni RB. Triggered pala. Go! Sabi niya, I've seen this film before. Joke. Uy, mag-move on na tayo doon mamaya. Pero sige, go. Tapos Pero sabi lang niya, parang there's something about the reverb of this album that it grows yata as the album closes down and then her voice softens. There's something about that. I can't really... We, we talked about reverb on Lover. 
we talked about that. Remember, like Lover the Song, not just the yeah. album, but yeah, the yeah, Lover the, the song. song. And that's what gives it that classic feel. Like there's, it's a very hollow song. It's echoing. Yeah. And that gives you a sense of, like, for example, like you in your room right now, you're alone. Mm-hmm. And that gives you that intimacy of a song. It's because yes. that's echo. It makes you feel like you're in a space that it's either you and you and just someone you love. And that's, that's the, the that's the fun side of the music theory of it, right? Like, and and, and we can go later on with the reverb because it becomes very very clear middle album towards end. I didn't no, notice that, that it does. It's like incremental. Yeah, that we should cool. make a whole YouTube series now about Taylor Swift and music theory. That would be like super interesting. I would watch. Super. No, I mean, like Carly Rae and all um, the all the pop girls. All my ladies. Yeah, I think they have. I think what makes them really just more than just singers is because they know how a great song goes. Like these are the elements. You've got the beat. You've got the melody. You've got all the harmonies and so on. The the songwriting and when they come together, it's, it it feels like magic. Yeah, I listen to Switch on Pop the on the podcast. Do they have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they have a folklore anything? Not yet, no. Not yet. I mean, I, the last episode that I, I mean, actually Cardi inspired that podcast, but then like the and last Carly episode was their I guest. listened to. Yeah, that, I listened to that episode yeah. as well. Yeah, the, the last one I listened to was the Dua Lipa edition. So, oh, okay. Where they dissected Don't Start Now. Um, She wasn't, but then they, all they did was they dissected uh, every nooks and crannies of Don't Start Now. Okay, so I guess that leads us. Ito na. Ito na talaga. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of reverb, right? This is this is one of the songs that it's so hollow, it's so echoey. This is so haunting. It is. This is yeah. haunting. Track number four, which is in- Exile, featuring Bon Iver, also co-written with Bon Ooh. Iver. And I'm just gonna yeah. say it, this broke me so hard. Like, nung first listen na parang you know a bit passive listening. Just listening, getting the vibe. Parang, I'm like, oh, wow, grabe yung baba ng boss ni Boniver dito. Mga ganong bagay lang. Pero nung, parang that same day, at 3 a.m., I decided to listen to it consecutively for four times. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like my life. No, I mean, not not in a love life kind of way, but in a professional, like, setting. And that just like, I was like, like I don't know. Parang, the whole the whole next day was me being so sad and ang bigat ng feeling because I was like, oh my gosh, she just completely got my perspective in this song, and like you know the whole I've seen I, the quotable quote of it all. It's like I've seen this film before. I think I've seen this sim- film before, and I don't I like the like ending. Anything. Yeah, I didn't like the ending. I mean, yeah. it can the best. Can Philippine star like had like a tweet about it. Kanina, I mean, we could say it about yeah. Philippine politics. I've the seen sauna. this before. Yes, right? and it can apply to so many things. But you know, the power of this song was like, oh my gosh, yung sagutan na parang the two people in a relationship who are about to end, and then you know all the lines sa parang. You're not my homeland anymore. And so what am I defending? I'm sick. Oh my gosh. And actually, like because of that whole thing, I've I've been starting to write lyrics lately. And that kind of like the fourth ah. listen after I was like, after I realized now, oh, this is my story. And then I was like, I just got inspired and I wrote lyrics 
like on the spot, maybe mga 20 minutes. And I had the whole thing. I think uh, RB's seen the lyrics na at this point. I'll share it with yeah. others. Si Francine yata. So parang I was like, diba, nakukuha mo yung inspiration on that? Oh, popcorn <laughs> exclusive, Cholo will share his lyrics. What <laughs> yeah. So next na lang, magpapa-compose muna ako ng music from Nat and her ano, instruments. instruments. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Produce yeah, that. These are my around. thoughts. It's just like, wow, ang sakit. I can totally put myself in that context. And I'm sure people have have like similar experiences of like putting yourself in those shoes and seeing how it can relate to any part of your life. And, you know, for me, it happens to be that professional thing, but to others, it might be their real relationship. And yung sabi nga ng Twitter thread was like, if you like exile, you have like, parent issues or something like that na your parents didn't have it. Uh, but I was like, oh, okay. Interesting take. Uh, okay, anyone wanna yeah. take over? Yeah. I think it's what's, basically what's the second coming of the call response. Kevin? So like yung sagutan nila. I think what's interesting about like the so the voice of Justin Vernon. I mean, Taylor has collaborated with a lot of different guys before, like Brendan Uri, uh, you have Ed Sheeran, but I love, like, this one just feels like the way the registers both are. It's it's so powerful. And we get that, not not just when they're singing the corresponding verses, but when they do the, in the outro, like you didn't even hear me out, didn't you? like that that echo of each other, and you can think of it as two sides, and it's it doesn't like I would disagree. Like I wouldn't say it's a conversation. It's like two ex lovers who don't want to talk to each other, but they uh-huh. have their side of the story. Like you can, it's not them facing each other anymore. They're both facing separately. Pero may sagot sila sa isa't isa. Parang sagot sa yeah. tweet niya, diba? Ganun. Like, and I think... Alam na, alam na. Sa Misa, let our response be, diba? Yung ganun ba? Like, let our response be. Like, let our response be. I just be. love that step right out. call and response. Exactly. Like, I think, I think it was so... That was my favorite part of the song. Like, the ending. Like, uh, I you... Because you never gave me a warning sign. I gave so many warning signs. And like, oh, so like signs. one side can view it as that and the other can see it as I did everything. Pero hindi pa rin sapat para sa'yo. Parang ano ba? You see the difference so that was great. between the two narratives. But also, like, they're coming from wanting to, like, find the middle ground that they never found, which was the homeland or the hometown. And that's a great metaphor uh, for me. Na parang, you know, those, you're not my hometown, I'm not your problem anymore, mga ganun. Parang, ang galing ng pagkasulat na, it can be about so many things nga. And parang, ang ganda, as Nat was saying, parang ngayon, naalala ko lang ngayon, parang, it's just like, how amazing that Gotta Go My Own Way bridge was. What about us? What about yeah. everyone? And then, what about yeah. trust? That part is like that last part of Exile is also like Taylor Swift's version. <laughs> oh my god, memories. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it's I was gonna say the song is like the second coming of the last time from Red. Yeah. yeah but I feel oh, like yeah. the dynamic between the like the, the compared to that, like this one, the dynamic between the two, it gels better. So may iba pa bang hugot dito about Exile. Not oh, no, no, no. Ano, ano? 
Wala ako <laughs> sa sad space. I know it's a sad song, but when I listen to it, I don't feel sad. But that's just me. <laughs> I like listening to it because, oh my gosh, sobrang soothing pakinggan ng boses ni Bonnevere forever talaga. Totoo. <laughs> Totoo. They sang well yeah, together. It was a really good, ano. What was that other song from Red where she had a collab with Last Kiss? Was it Last Kiss? Yeah, the last time, Ata. Last time. Last time. Last time. Last time. The, the last time I'm asking you this. Yun ba yun? Yeah. Ang yeah. ganda yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I was mentioning. Yeah. Yeah. I like this better than last time. <laughs> Same. Okay. So, Ako torn pa. May sasabihin Pero, ka, RB, about... Last lang. Wala kasi ano. Yung Pilipinas, hindi, yung Pilipinas naman. Iba? Grabe. Kasi, can I just say, yung ano, yung, ano yun, this, ano yun, yung, you're not my homeland anymore, so what am I defending now? Kasi, like, I don't want to be that Filipino who says, oh, I want to migrate na, I want to leave my country na, kasi wala nang pag-asa. But that's what I feel <coughs> talaga these days, eh, no? It's so hard, like, listening to Sona's updates, oh na, Diba, listening to Sona's updates na I think I've seen this Sona before and I didn't like the ending. Ganon. And then it like follows the story, it up. The end, the diba? middle, the speech. Oo, ayoko. Ayoko siya lahat. Ayoko lahat ng tao doon. <laughs> Tapos, I just wanna leave this country. Pero, is that the right thing to do? I mean, for me, when I heard Exile, I felt more about the Philippines and our political state than I did for my ex. So, mas ano to, mas mas Philippines yung peg niya for me. And it just makes me sad because it reminds me of how I don't feel like I'm at home in my home country. It's sad. And I'm sure many other Filipinos feel the same way. Reach. Oh, yeah. Papakinggan ko na siya with that Isko. mindset. Oh my gosh. Ako malungkot ka. Oo. Ako, yun, iba. Malungkot pa. Oh. Thanks for Can that. Can I get an girl. amen up in here? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's the music yeah. page. So from Exile, we had... I mean, sapato. I think it would be interesting given that si, like, si Justin Vernon here, like the sound. It makes me just curious, like, what if one day she does a collab with, um, with uh, Hosier? And like, imagine oh. also, diba? Like, I mean, that was, that was really on my mind. Like, he would be, he would have, I think for me, on this album, if I had two more collaborations we could fit in, it would be Hosier and Sufjan Stevens. Oh my like the gosh. Percussion yes. and the, oh my gosh. Those two, I've been thinking like with this song, like they they just, this song just gave me ideas on the kind of feel. If, if there are a lot free time siguro ng mga tao, if they were available for it, I would have, oh my God, that would be such Baka an may ano pa yan. Like, Deluxe edition at bonus tracks featuring Cliff John Stevens and Hosier. Yeah. <laughs> remix ng ano, yeah. ano pantang bibigyan natin ng remix. Taylor, I hope you're listening. Oh, <laughs> okay, so next, we head on to track number five, which is My Woo! Tears Ricochet. Damn, this song. This is the first Jack Antonoff track that appears on the album after multiple Desner collabs. Although, you know, we've we've had we love Jack so much from her his collabs with Taylor, Lord, Cardi, everything. But you know, Mirable is a nice another nice break for me. Now it's a bit more like 
somb hindi naman it's a bit parang it's a bit lighter than exile that came before it and okay babasahin ko din yung sinabi ni Reg which is admittedly she found the title corny when she saw it on the track list she sometimes has a tendency to find an image or phrase she likes then plays it up a lot whether or not it works poetically but she says that it works as a whole in general and that her favorite line is i'm if i'm dead to you why are you at the wake which is oh a God, whole same theme. i hate also same oh my gosh <laughs> i mean i guess it's a lot of the whole unspoken ano unspoken uh vibes between people na parang you know you don't really say things when you have the opportunity to tell other people and then dun ka na lang pupunta sa wake ng tao na yun. Di ba? Parang ganun. Yeah. Anyone else yeah. if I'm, on this? If I'm dead to you, why I'm at the wake, that's basically what happened between Britta and Aiden last season. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyone, ano yung feels niya dito sa kantang to? Yep. I, love um, I love it. I love it. Let lang. This is yeah. one of the more okay lang for me. I mean, I, I don't hate it or anything. I just... It's nice. Like, I mean, I would still yeah. go through it, but I think it doesn't, for me, it lacks a flavor that the other songs have. I mean, yeah, like the songwriting is great. I like the, I like the imagery of a ghost at a wake and like seeing who is there to mourn you. And I think that's really interesting. But as a song, I'm like, mm, it's okay. Like, I mean, I'm just happy that it's not overproduced, like not, you know, that Jack Antonoff had some restraint with it, diba? So, it's okay. For me, overall, like, sucks lang. No, no further comments. <laughs> yeah. Ako, yeah. for me, there's one line that really stood out for me besides yung sa If I'm Dead to You, Why Are You With The Wake? My, uh, this one is in the chorus. She says, And you're cursing my name, wishing I stayed. And this one hits me. Because, like, I don't know, I'm sure there are people there who, who have those drama moments that parang, oh, okay, so, if I died, <laughs> if I died, charot. So, if I died, <laughs> mo lang ako mamimiss, ganun. Charot. Yeah. <laughs> yun yun eh. Parang, people, a lot of people only regret the not saying things or, like, not uh, patching it up with other people once those people people aren't really in their lives anymore. Whether they died or they're, like, not friends anymore. Diba? Parang dun na lang lumalabas yung ganong emotions. And ang yun maganda for this song. Especially, I think, the instrumentation in here sounds very churchy. Na parang mm. may ooze sa beginning. Yeah. That will really take choral. you to that, like, yeah. choral vibe nga, as Kevin is saying. We've gone from speak now to my tears ricochet. Charot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fire away, fire um, away. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was thinking like this would um I feel like production wise it's a step up over the archer. I mean I as much as I still mm-hmm. as much as I still feel connected to the archer in some way because like I still feel the you know what he was trying to say, although I actually think that this is a step up lyrically from the archer because like the worthiness of it, it's a little more removed than the Humpty Dumpty thing that Chalo did like. And then, what else? And then also, like, um, her voice is spotlighted more. 
in here. That's what I, and then I guess that's what I'm gonna say. Uh, ako last lang. I agree with Nat. I mean, this for me isn't a super special song. I mean, it's sad. Like I, I like listen. It's not a skippable song though. I mean, I yeah. still enjoy listening to it. Um, but if there was one line that really hit me, I'm reading the lyrics right now, and it reminded me of my ex, na ko Lord Taylor Swift. Pigilan mo ko. Kailangan yun na. <laughs> anyway, the line was, you had to kill me, but it killed you just the same. And I'm not sure kasi if other couples have gone through this, but yung, nandun na kayo sa parang you know that you have to break up. Tapos it's a mutual feeling na, but you still hold on to each other, and you're not sure who sh- which one of you should say it first. And then you don't want to let go, you don't want to let each other go, but you know that it's the best thing to do for the both of you right now. So you just had to do it. And by letting them go, you're kind of, by hurting them, even though unintentionally, you're kind of hurting yourself too. Because you're letting go of what you've been through or everything that, yeah. Mm, ako, ito na nga. I love it. I love the vulnerability. <laughs> so welcome to couples group therapy. Thank you for listening to my story. Therapy pala to. It is, it is. It's always, I mean, it, I guess it's very therapeutic in a sense to like see your, your life in other people's songs. And that's really the power of music in a sense. Nga, na parang, you know, you felt that just by reading the lyrics. And then, yeah. Right? And first of all, like, Fiko, magkaibang, magkaibang tao naman kami ni Miss Taylor. Like, she's, diba? She's super talented pop star, ako corporate slave, ganon. <laughs> but imagine when uh, her music speaks to a lot of people. Na they might be, you know, seeing themselves in the same song. It's really nice. Iba, talented. Her mind, to be short. Uh. Her mind, Mm-mm. indeed. That's the that's the ano that's the title of this episode. Her mind. Her mind. <laughs> yes. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift colon her mind. Inclusive pa yung her mind. The font ng folklore. <laughs> Okay, any other words or any other thoughts about this before we move on? Okay, we're heading to track... All too well parin. Sorry, Kevin. All too well parin. <laughs> Next, we head to track number six, which is Mirrorball. And this is another Antonov collab. I must say, the Antonov collabs on this track aren't really my faves thus far. Because, you know, I'm so sanai with Jack Antonoff's very, like, indie pop na sobrang upbeat song. So, medyo, I'm, I don't know how to feel about these lower ones. Yes. Anthemic is what you're least. saying. I, I love Mirrorball. I think for me, it's one of my top three. Um, and, uh, like, so we mentioned before earlier the reverb getting stronger as the tracks go by. And this is where it becomes, like, I guess the first signs of it being obvious. And it has the quality of, I would say, the cranberries, like linger. Oh, yeah. So the way oh, yeah. Taylor's singing voice here is very crooning. It's very like, I want you to know. Like, it's very calm and cool, yeah. but still powerful. And I think that's 
that what this is what makes it like I guess a timeless song. The same with Lover, the Lover the song. Like I also have to say Lover the song, Lover the album. But with Lover the song, diba? remember you also had that sense of reverb, you had that sense of the acoustic guitar and all. This one really, really reminds me of Linger by the Cranberries because it has these magical elements to the song that takes you to a very specific feeling. And I like, and I think, I mean, for me, bilang, bilang, um, citizen ng barangay marupok like i like her saying <laughs> na parang sa mga like Kasi you know i will show you <laughs> it's like isang village lang tayo lahat. <laughs> <laughs> so like i like that she says you know i'll be who you want like i reflect i reflect who you are and, and i can I show, show you that side different sides in one night and it's Pinning just for you, like I am. Parang ito na naman yung I. I feel like I love you, but I'm a toy for you. I am for your entertainment. You know, she has the idea of a disco at, at the same time the circus. Her being on the tightrope, like she knows that she is this thing for entertainment for someone's spectacle, de ba? And I'm still a believer, but I don't know why. I've never been a natural, but all I do is try, 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 and I, I love that line so much because again it's so vulnerable of her saying like i i'm not the kind of i don't know some people it comes more naturally but me i have to i have to work harder and sometimes it comes at the expense of who she is because then she puts on the role she puts on who someone else expects her to be like i'm a mirror ball like a disco ball essentially and i'll show you every version of yourself tonight like this is the reflection. This is me reflecting you. And when you're a reflection, what does that make you at your core? You're nothing. Like you're just literally a reflective thing. And I think that's an interesting thought for me. Actually, ang ganda ng explanation mo. Mas nagets ko siya ngayon. <laughs> Kasi parang for me, I mean, you were really right in the sense na it's such a light. Parang magaan pakinggan na parang it's so. Hush. And then the ano uh, is on point. The whole cranberries <laughs> linger when you said that. I was like, I told you, it unlocked that ano uh, memory of the song, yeah. and it's like very Dolores yeah. ganong vibes. Exactly, the button, just the first after. ten seconds of linger, the button. It's just guitar and a little bit of like arrangement to it, but it has that special quality that I felt with on this song on Mirrorball and later on on August. So maybe like, I, I guess with Jack Antonoff, like you hear it when he works with Lord, you hear it when he works like on the last album. And I think here it's a lot better because on the last album, I was like, okay, it's nice, okay lang. But this one, I think for me really, really works well. Like it's a very studied piece. That's my take on it. Yeah, ganda. I mean, nga, I guess... Kailangan ko pa talaga i-take in the rest of the Antonov, like, uh, what they call this? Antonov squad. Squad! Ginawang squad yung mga kanta. Kasi mas, yeah. I guess, I found myself a bit more, like, a bit more inclined to really repeating a lot of the Desner stuff, which is generally the whole album. But the Antonov, mm-hmm. like, sequence na tuloy-tuloy, the next one also is from Jack Antonov, and that is Seven. I think, Nat also likes this song a lot. Or was that August ba? No, no, no. Not me. August ako. Seven sucks lang. Seven sucks. <laughs> See, seven. Seven is basically the soundtrack. 
Okay. Seven is basically the soundtrack to all teen dramas from 2000 to 2006. The OC, you know, that sort of thing. Dawson's Creek, I guess. Oh, yeah. Pero ito yung parang ang ganda niyang sumakay ka lang ng kotse tapos i-play mo lang yung seven na parang seeing the trees or seeing the ocean. Yes. That vibe, na road trip vibe. Nakakamiss. <laughs> parang, oh, I f- you, you kind of feel like you're outside and you can imagine yeah. yourself in your car seeing the outside. Very presco. As in, bagyo presco yung level ng... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yung may pine trees, the road trip lang. Like, I think this song, Seven, like, this is his quality of him on the guitar. Like, this is the this is the song that, I, that reminds me that a collaboration would be great. And parang, if, uh, I guess, if people have already noticed, I'm pretty sure they have very on-the-nose yung mga titles. That the, track one is the one. Track Seven is seven. Track eight is August, which is the eighth month. So, parang, you oh know, these are God. like the sort of Easter eggs on here that aren't really like necessarily Easter eggs because they're kind of like a given. Na, na parang seven, seven, eight, eight, eight. At malapit na mag eight, eight sa Shopee. Salamat Shopee. Please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> or like clever wordplay is what I'm saying. <laughs> parang... Sabihin mo, salamat Shopee, Taylor Swift 88, sale malapit na po. <laughs> But August... I remember, like, I think in our last review, we said that, um, I think we talked about it's nice to have a friend and it kind of has that, that, like, mm-hmm. kaleidoscope of music that there's, you know, I remember, nice. I think it's the marimba and the guitar and so on. And here also, it's like a lot of plucking and you feel it like, Like a chime, sort of, you know, the chime in a wind that ha- that hits different kind of notes at a time. And for me, I prefer this over "It's Nice to Have a Friend." Like I feel like from the Lover album, these match up to each other. Like because the theme is also very um, innocent. It's a lot of like very young playfulness. They talk about games. They talk about pirates. They talk about like the, the childhood fantasies. And I think that being young. Is very um, it, it's nice. It's just that for me, parang I don't know. It's not that I can't connect with it. It's just as a song, it's it's okay. Like same the same with um, it's nice to have a friend. Like that one for me in the last album, I didn't like so much. This one I like more, but it's still sax lang again. Another sax lang hit for me. So are we talking about seven or August? Nasa <laughs> Yeah, nasa August na tayo eh. Since we mentioned the 88. Okay. Um, pero yeah. Salamat, Shopee. <laughs> Salamat, Shopee. orange si France ngayon. <laughs> But, pero, uh, yun nga, parang tama nga. I actually remembered It's Nice to Have a Friend. Parang, wow, it's like, it sounds like you can get that song out of Lover and kind of like slip it in to folklore a bit if you just change the arrangement na Diba parang make it a bit more folky or something. Kasi yung it's nice to have a friend. Medyo may ganung vibes na siya na medyo playing with other instruments not really in Lover. Ano ba yung instruments na yun? <laughs> Di ko, mga marimba. Oh, yun marimba. Na, little, little. <laughs> marimba. Eh pa, when, give me like, bigin kita notes. Kailangan pakinggan pa more tapos magsusulat ako. Pero yun nga, this whole Jack Antonoff tuloy-tuloy uh, songs have a very distinct uh sound to them actually yung seven pala was not jack antonov that was desner 
and August is back to Antonov. Ah, okay. So the yeah. next Antonov track we have is track number nine, which is This Is Me Trying. I think this is one of the fan fate yeah. also right now. It's really yeah. also, I guess, very relatable to a lot of people. Kevin yeah. wants to say something. Yeah, this is the track that broke me on first listen. Yeah, because like, I'll, yeah, Chala, you know why. Yeah, but I guess you should expound a bit lang para, you know, they get why. Yeah, I, I guess um, for, yeah, like I've, I've been in situations where like I, like I, yeah, for like job applications and also like for friendships where like um, you could have done better this and then, but then this is you trying to get better and all that. You know, like the Rebecca, the Rebecca Budge stuff, I guess. Yeah, and you know, but without the, you know, it's a lot. The uh, it's a, a it's a struggle that a lot of people are experiencing. It may not be like a super big struggle, but you know, a lot of people because may masabi lang na ah okay, yun na bala, yun na ba yun? Pero for you, it's like this is you trying literally na you know you're doing your best to either <laughs> like repair a relationship or do better in your work save your friendship or something like that and ang ganda nung ang ganda lang ng ano parang intention of like showing that this is your you trying i mean what how else can you put it na it's just like burying yourself uh, parang yeah it's like exposing your vulnerability na okay ito nga sinusubukan ko nga eh parang let me just explain myself to you that this is me trying, right? So, mm. I mean, that's what and, I kind of got from and that. Also, and also, the rant bridges return. Like, I love how the vocal runs in the bridge, like, just like, da 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 It's like, it, like it gets really intense at that point. Okay, and any others? Not a lot. I like how I like okay how the line that struck me the most in this song would be they told me all of my cages were mental. And I think that really captures everything that Kevin and Cholo was saying. You know, I I don't know if the uh, Taylor Swift had an intention for this, pero parang it could be a song that could represent how people going through mental illnesses might be feeling. That you know, there are people who I mean, okay, coming from honesty and vulnerability, I've been there too. And parang, for me, this is the best that I can do. Just like what Cholo said. And people would say, iniisip mo lang yan. Alam mo yun, nasa utak mo lang yun. Diba? And then parang, as someone who's going through it, we don't really see it in that in their their perspective. What we know is that we're having a hard time and we're just trying our best. And this is the best that we can do right now. And I think that's, I what makes this song beautiful? Yeah, I'm done. Sorry. No, I mean, I think there's a theme of gaslighting on this album. Like, yun nga, being told yes, one thing and your your anger and frustration being invalidated. And I think this is one song where you do feel it. Like, we saw it earlier with um, The Last Great American Dynasty. We also saw it with My Tears Ricochet. I think it's... It's the pain of being told that your pain is not valid. And Taylor knows this very well. And I think yeah. it comes, it shines in the song. Yeah. Yeah. Her I mean, mind. <laughs> again, her mind. Again. But, yeah, I mean, it's just really, 
it's ang ganda kasi ng vulnerability talaga na pinakita niya. Although she's always been vulnerable, but mm. to, to add the background music to it and increase the vulnerability even more so, it's just it just it's like a killer combo for a lot of people. Na parang you know you're gonna get sad for a day because of she like, takes oh, you to the feeling. She just takes you there. Ibang ibang singer na yata yung take you to the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Iglesia ni Carmen Rain na pala. Collab. Oh my gosh, what if Jack Antonoff makes like a collab album, Carly and Taylor or Lord and Carly? Yeah. Lord and He already Taylor. did one. All three. He already did one. Terrible yeah, Terrible like, Thrills volume 2. You know, I mean, collabor- making these collaborators collaborate with each other and not just cover his own songs. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be amazing. Yeah. Imagine, mm. like an all-woman album. I mean, kind of like Terrible Thrills Volume Two, but like with original songs and like maybe duets or something like that. That would be really interesting. Okay, dito na tayo sa track ten, which is illicit affairs. I'm sure, maraming mahaka ano dito, mahahugot dito, in multiple ways. I mean, chamber there's those there. Ako wala akong hugot. I mean. Wow! Magkukulo ako. Ang dami ko masasabi dito sa kantang to. Ay, iba ka! RB, take it away. Here we go. Okay, sorry. This one's my favorite kasi right now. As in, when I think folklore, this one is the one that's catchy. I mean, I keep singing, don't call me kid, don't call me baby. Look at this godforsaken mess that you made me. Ang ganda nun eh. Grabe kasi, um, maybe it's where I'm coming from right now. Naku, just ko po. Pakawala pala. But really, because for one, this is very, uh, this is new for me for Taylor Swift. Because this one is very outright there, one night stand or like you know, yung tinatago mo that you have a relationship with someone. It's very, um, it's not usual Taylor Swift. So that's what I really liked about this one. It's it's like her um, and yun can't be tamed ni Miley Cyrus, but in a Taylor Swift way. That's not as um, bold or brash as reputation. Because this one is still oh. subtle and very soft. So that's what I really like about it. It still retained Taylor Swift's um, her roots when she started off yung with Fearless and Taylor Swift, the self-titled album. It's very that, but also very grown up. Like, you know, na she's been to some illicit affairs at some point in her life. Gadoin. Well, I but, guess um, on Taylor's end, it's more on ano kasi you know, the whole relationship with Joe wasn't even <clears throat> as public before then. Yeah. I guess she channeled some of that into this song na parang, you know, we kind of have to hide this because this is mine, this is ours, and we can't mm-hmm. really, like, show the whole world this affair. I mean, they're not having an affair na may involved, yeah. but, like, them against the But it's still clandestine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that word... <laughs> Actually, yes, I I feel that very much, especially then some parts that there's so many things that you've been through with a person who's your like illicit affair, but then you can't show that to a lot of people because it's not something that you're proud to share for one, or maybe it's something maybe that relate. you don't scope <laughs> in a different part. Like, may mga, may mga hidden secrets ka na hindi ka pa out, so bawal may kwento sa friends mo, or bawal may kwento sa ex mo siguro, na mga bagay. And, um, it's sad, because I mean, it, it seems like Taylor's telling a very good story na 
you showed me colors now I can't see with anyone else or like you taught me a secret language I can't speak with anyone else and I feel like na that's just very beautiful that you have a secret language with your secret partner but it's also sad because you that's something that will get lost if you two end your illicit affair so it's sad but at the same time it's something that you treasure personally for the both of you and I just really enjoy that grabe who yung secrets ko <laughs> Mamaya pagkatapos ng recording. <laughs> Pero yun nga eh, parang you can have that whole, you can, it's like another chameleon of a song that it can be put into so many different contexts. Kasi exactly. at the same time, I was thinking, you know, all these rumors of Carly and Taylor, parang that could be also like an LGBT narrative into it, right? Carly Ray. Just go. No, I mean, Carly Claus. Ah, okay. Yeah, ah? there's parang rumors lang of all these. Um, yeah, from Cornelius Street. Yeah, so parang, you know, that could also be a different take on this, especially for our LGBT friends. Na a lot of these are illicit affairs, if you think about it. Na, you yes. know, sometimes you're hiding because you can't really show it to the whole yes. world. Or you're not ready yet to tell exactly. anybody else. And you just have to like sneak out or like meet each yeah. other in secret. Yeah, keep your hood down. And that's why this song works is because Taylor's attitude towards these, whether it's cheating or whether it's a hidden relationship or everything, like it's, it comes from a place of deep understanding and sympathy. Like, Nafi feel more she wants to understand you. And she, like, because, you know, remember before in her very, very speak now, earlier, earlier, um, songs should have said no dear john like very clear na parang you hurt you cheat or you hurt me ikaw yung masama but now she's giving this grown-up view that it takes two to tango like this you know cheating does not happen as like some accident or whatever she's not just the it, victim she's also the perpetrator at the same time like what arby was saying kanina uh, of like killing parang ano yung sabi mo arby kanina like yung ano yun, yung I killed you, but I killed myself too. Parang something like that. Ganun That's the eh. previous lyrics niya. Now it's really showing her maturity na nga from what the days that Nat was mentioning. Na, yun na nga, dati siya lang yung victim lagi, kaya ang daming nagagalit na, okay, victim card ka na naman, ganyan. But ngayon, you know, as even with This Is Me Trying, it's showing that opening it up to sympathy about another person or like compassion to another person and what they going into their shoes and getting into what kind of life they're living and this this is for me the best Antonov collab on this album. Kevin wants to add something also. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just gonna say my only thoughts of this song was like um, looking at the lyrics. It's basically an expansion and you know a grown up version of the themes that she presented in Love Story. You know, like the Romeo take me. You, Stuff like mm-hmm. that. But a more grown up, kasi affair na talaga siya ganon. Yeah. <laughs> di lang siya, ano, <laughs> exactly. di lang siya patwitums version. Lang, like, ano, ready na si yeah, for mature roles. Mature. With notes off. Good as she says, everyone gets hurt. Like, hindi, hindi siya, parang yun lang. She's, she's just aware that everyone, this hurts everyone. And this was clear with the love triangle of um, cardigan August Betty, which we'll go to in a bit towards the end. Pero yun nga, it's everyone gets hurt. It's no nobody wins. 
Nobody yeah. wins at all. And that, yeah. I guess that hurt also... People hurt people. Yeah. And that really speaks about the whole album as well. Na parang we have to understand that the world we live in is not always bubblegum pop. It's also folklore. Folklore. Parang it's also folklore. Because, you know, even if we have these uh, sad songs dressed up as pop songs, having songs like this or like the, an album like this gets you like realizing things and like reflecting a bit more and like you know just like opening your up opening yourself up to the sadness that you didn't know was in you at the same time well like an therapy but yeah it's just really that and i guess we head on to a bit more parang lighter territory with Track number 11, which is Invisible String. Another one, I think this is yes. one of my other faves also. Yes. yes. It's very it's catchy. Eh. It's, yeah, it's a callback to the self titled era, especially our song like that. Yeah. Or Superstar from Fearless Platinum Edition, I, as far as I can remember. Especially the, the fingerstyle guitar that's going on in the background. Which was actually revealed in April. Yeah. And parang, ewan ko ah, parang, you can actually put this in Lover, I feel. Medyo vibes niya yung may pagka-light din ng Lover na, you know, the, kasi in Lover we mentioned last episode that, uh, you know, it's always, Taylor would mention the color also. blue all the time. Red. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she puts that whole theme of color into the lyrics of Invisible String na for one, di ba, ang pinakasikat na iteration of the Invisible String is the red string of fate. But also, you know, she mentions the color teal, color pink, a lot of these different colors that signify different t- times in her life, in Joe's life. Presumably in Joe's life. And it's just so cute. Yeah, I think parang, it's very reflective of her of her view now on love. Maybe because before it was more about passion, desire, wanting to own and like always be with someone. Now it's recognizing that sometimes you have to go through all the shit in your life for you to end up becoming who you are. And that's the person you present to who your partner today. And I think that's very it's it's very wise of her. Alright? It's very accepting. It's very profound that you know I went through everything. I I went through my own fate in life to end up with you, and I think that's 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 a beautiful thing. Parang for me, that's what's so nice about this song. Parang it's just yeah, parang sarap mahal Actually, I mean, <laughs> for me, I would kind of compare it to like a different take on the song "Lover." Now, this is kind of like embracing and accepting and being satisfied with someone, mm-hmm. and like whatever else came before it. It's kind of like the theme that Lover, the song, presented na, you know, it's like, can I be, can I go where you go? Diba? All those, like, mm-hmm. feelings are also in this song, Invisible String. And it's, ang cute lang ng concept ng Japanese, na nakuha na yung Japanese yeah. Invisible String, Red String of Fate. And it's just like, yun nga, sana all tong kantang to, na parang, you know, we all, we all wish we could find our invisible string or untangle our red string of fate and find that one, the one. Joke, ipang the one na pala yun. True. But yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's very hopeful and very satisfying and very, you know, 
parang after all the hurt that she gave you in the past few songs that came before it, it's like something very, you know, parang mapapasaya ka ng konti. And it gives you hope that one day you will unravel time because time is so curious. Time is mystical. And all these things she says about, yun nga, ang, ang ganda, gusto ko rin yung part na Bad was the blood of the song in the cab on your first trip to LA. Parang, oh my gosh, that's the call back to Bad Blood. Yeah. All these things. Yes. It's just like super, ang ganda ng narrative na ginawa ng song na to. So yun, <laughs> ang dami ko sinabi about Invisible Street. <laughs> Because no, it's a good song. It's a really good, mm-hmm. feel-good song after listening to um, a lot of songs that were kind of like long. You know what I mean? I mean, they're, they're good, but parang with the vibe that it's giving, they could feel a little lengthy. Yeah. Diba? And then it gives you this like invisible string that's really, um, it's a perfect song that takes you towards the end it's gonna speed things up a little bit give you a little bit of a good vibe after all these like vulnerability yeah Alec Lancer yeah mm-hmm. and siguro last two fun facts parang she uses the color gold again <laughs> to uh, to describe Joe her love for Joe like uh, it says that one single thread of gold tied me to you which she already used in Daylight as well, Daylight. and uh, yeah. dancing with her hands tied also. So, parang ang ganda lang. And that lyric where she says, um, "Cold was the steel of my axe to grind for the boys who broke my heart. Now I send their babies presents." Is this about Joe Jonas? Walapa naman baby. Walapa naman siyang baby pero gets like really like she's come to terms with her baggage. Yeah, yeah. It's just like. Coming full circle, na she's found her peace, and you know she's happy with her life, and hopefully we will root for her relationship with Joe, another Joe in her life. Uh, any other thoughts about this? Yeah, I'm actually warming up to this song now more and more, so that's I'm just gonna leave it at that. At that. So we are down to our last one, two, five? or five songs. Five, five songs. Okay, this is uh, Mad Woman is the next song. Um, for me, it's a really another great way of putting the struggles she's faced into another song and putting a narrative into it with the witch hunts and all that. Pero siyempre, ako as a guy, I can't completely relate to that. Although I'm seeing it from an outsider's point of view where you see women experiencing this type of like Stereotype that oh you're a mad woman, you're crazy. Gaslighting. Yeah, the gaslighting. Uh, and I, I'd like to hear from Nat and Arby on this, especially because you know you experience it more than our. We experience it, and we just like observe yeah. more or less. I mean, the those the lyric goes like every time you call me crazy, like it's a it's a reinforcing loop, the boy. It's a feedback loop, and the more you tell women that uh, you're overreacting, you're yeah. ano ba yan, you're crazy girl, relax, or, relax lang, relax lang, relax lang, de ba? Like mas yung mas mapipikon ka, because it's invalidating, and I think you know what's what's different now versus I guess with prior albums is like there is. She's she Taylor Swift has like has is mad still, 
but this madness no longer drives her like you know hindi na siya yung defensive eh. like she's like i'm going to actively proactively cha- challenge it and take it on kasi noon like sometimes you know because again as a victim of the patriarchal culture we, we're in she was really scrutinized unfairly and for her, that that's very hurtful and for that baggage to build up over the years this is part of her work on doing it we saw it in lover we're seeing it here again and you can really feel that she's making progress with it and i i, I feel proud uh, of her for doing that and for speaking up about these things that's why that's why must bet kayo mga ganitong songs rather than the man like ito talaga yung and and I mean, she says like, or does she mouth fuck you forever? Like, come on, like <laughs> let's get this spicy Miss Swift Woo! with the explicit. Song. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's again gaslighting, but what she thinks and what we can learn about it from this song. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with Miss Nat. As in, because in here she she keeps talking about how. It was probably the media. I assume it's probably the media or what um her haters say about her that drive her this mad. And then um, it's it's I f- this is a very powerful song. I mean, it reminds me of Mad World. I don't know. There's something about the melody in the music that reminds me of Mad World. Um, but aside from that, uh, sobrang may isang Easter egg that I've noticed. I'm not sure if if it's that, but yung it's obvious that Plans wanting me dead. Rest. Actually, it's obvious that wanting me dead has really brought you two together. Because I remember the issue with Kanye West. Na parang yung nefo ano yun yun Dinoy's record siya na she said yes to being called parang I made a bitch famous. It's with Kim Kardashian, and it was obvious that these this this couple was enjoying whatever they did or whatever they were doing to Taylor Swift, and then naging scandal yun. Na ah Taylor said yes pala and then she got mad na she didn't say yes pala in that. So it's things like that that the media blow up and that her fans blow up and that some of her fans turn on her that makes her seem uh, that makes her angry. Kasi nga, it turns into gaslighting. Kasi parang she's not sure anymore what she said yes to. Like did I really say yes to that? I don't remember. And then she doubts herself and this is something that women face that again that they're not sure. Oh, I, I I probably led him the wrong way and then he thought that it was okay to bring me home and do these things to me. Yung mga ganong questions. Tapos, aside from mad as in angry, mad as in crazy. Like, kasi you're not sure na if what you thought you said was what you really said and then you start doubting yourself and getting into your head a lot. And, grabe, this, this song talaga, her mind again. <laughs> Iba kasi na, I, I'm sure, a lot of women will resonate to this song, even those na hindi big fans of Taylor Swift, because it's it's something that all women have probably gone through na at some point in their life. And that you just have to keep fighting, and maybe not in the vicious way that she did in Reputation, but in a more subtle way like this, na very self-aware. Na, you know, mm-hmm. just keep fighting. Na it's okay to be mad. It doesn't make you crazy if you go mad. So yeah, that's what I really like about it. Pero ang, gan- ang ganda kasi ng, you know, the characterization of it na yeah. it's in that in that narrative also of the imagined narrative of the whole Betty story and, uh, you know, having that, all that said to you, especially, I guess, in the olden times, if 
we are to believe that that's the narrative of the song and the songs that came before it. Parang it's it's nice to see how she characterizes that into this song and how someone could feel when they feel this way. It's just uh, it's it's just really nice na you know it's in song form, and that's what I appreciate about it. I also love how like the calm the, the calmness of the it, the production behind it. Mm-hmm. It contrasts to the more intense to the more intense kind of thing. And I think like the way that the production was done, it it's low key showing the you know societal pressures versus the emotional the inner emotions like that. So that's pretty smart. Yeah. So, any last words on this song? Okay, next song na tayo, which is track 13, Epiphany. Actually, ako, wala akong masyado masabi about this because I haven't fully, like, uh, thoroughly listened to it or, like, gotten into the lyrics as far as, like, this song goes. But Kevin, I think, wants to say something. Yeah. Okay, what I got from this was I like how churchy the entire production sounds. But then when I look at the lyrics, I mean, it did say that um, it's been implied that it talks about Taylor's grandfather's experiences in the war on the one hand, but on the other hand, it it's actually something for the for our frontliners who are dealing with COVID right now. Yeah. So in a way, I feel like this is a, per, this is a really good, you know, a really good song that describes the times that we're living in right now. Yeah. I think the intention was actually about living in this world we're living in right now. So it's nice to have that kind of tribute in this narrative or in this album. Especially, syempre, all the sad things happening around us, you know, we can't help it. It's a reality we face right now. And, you know, it's nice to have someone in music or everyone in music like trying to uplift us or trying to give us this kind of like hope and wisdom in a song or in an album because you know music is one of the things that are getting people by and uh, it's what gets people together like what we're doing now we talk about the music we have these discourse uh parang threads on instagram on twitter on facebook and our chat group so it's just nice to have that kind of like coming together for this song. I think the fact that it's again storytelling, like the we we talked about that at the start. That this album it's called folklore because you know she's that she's writing about characters. Like this for me is like her Joanne, right? Like the way Lady Gaga talks about her aunt that she never met, but she sings about her. Yeah, and here in man like. She, things about her grandfather's war experiences. Like she tries to, I think what's been fun about this album is she puts herself in the shoes of someone else per song. Yeah. And you get this sense of characters. And this is, for me, maybe this is why this song didn't like resonate. Like it's okay like for me because it's it's a war story and yeah. like the, 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 the horrors of, of uh, <laughs> brutality and so on. And she tries to imagine that. She tries to set the scene. I think it's I think it's really interesting. It's like an exercise in the creativity and not having lived through it but being able to sing about it. And it's folklore and folklore is all about passing on a story. 
and this is the story that runs in your family. So I thought that was that was really interesting. And it's really nice. It really shows her lyrical genius to be able to do that. Because how much more can you get from your own life at this point in time? Now you're happy, you're satisfied with your love life. There's not drama, not any drama happening. Ano yung ano yung mga pwede mong paghugutan and ito nga nagawa niya yung ganung bagay with all these songs and it's really nice na parang for once we find something different yet it also still feels very personal not just for the audience but also for her i think syempre a part of her is still in all of the songs the fact that she could write that way about all these people and with that, we're moving on to the next narrative, which is Betty, Betty. another uh, fan favorite. Because I've uh, at that time that I listened to the album, everyone's like, oh my gosh, I love Betty. I love Betty. Betty's one of my favorites. And true enough, Betty is one of my favorites on the album as well. And uh, it goes back to that whole uh, cheater narrative. And this is about the two friends, the girls, essentially, who like, had bad blood. And ang ganda lang, parang, before I uh, realized there was this whole Betty love triangle thing, parang I was like, sino kaya si Betty? Parang di naman niya na-mention si Betty with kaibigan nila ni, ano? Same. Kala ko nga dati, ano, nagpapakabakla si Madame. I was like, oh my God, LG Betty. Ano ba to? Ito na yung coming out song niya. Yung coming out song niya. People were saying nga na Betty is Carly. <laughs> and then si Joe yung ano in the middle of it ganun ah. <laughs> interesting for me like now that we're here at the going with the James point of view like you have early on in Cardigan like it's more romantic the way uh, Betty would sing about the cobblestones the, the times they hung out and everything and we didn't talk so much in August, but the side, the point of view of the side girl or whoever she is, the third party, she she clears out her plans for him, right? Like whenever she's ready, and remember she she says get it, drive, and then this is repeated again here. But I like that James goes, it, it she pulled up like a figment of my worst intentions. Parang alam niyang nasesedushe, alam niyang natetempsha. And okay, maybe they weren't a couple. Maybe this James and Betty weren't a couple, so technically legal or whatever, right? But it doesn't make it any less hurtful. And, you know, those days turned into nights, like they were together all summer. It was a summer fling. And the thing is, this third, the third girl, she always knew that And then now you have it from the guy's point of view. Yeah. It's you have the contrast of Betty in Cardigan singing, um, when you're young, uh, they they yeah, assume you know, know nothing. nothing, versus here as a guy, James is saying, I'm only 17 and I don't know anything. And for me, like, look at what we expect from guys to not know anything, like, okay, lang, like, as long as mag sorry ka, but women are expected to learn and grow older and be aware of the mistakes that these men make. <laughs> I feel like it's so beautiful, right? I think it's I think it's really 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 good that you know I mean James is still pure with his intentions like he's coming to her house to apologize it and he doesn't know if she's gonna take him or not but we already knew in Cardigan that 
Betty was sure that she's gonna take him. She's sure he's gonna apologize and he's going to do this. So my foreshadowing na eh. Like if you read it talaga, this, it's, it's a clear like, like call back to that. And I like that it's here at the start of the album versus like the book end narin towards this part. So my take on it is my read of the ending is that they get back together because yeah. why? Um, there is a, a there is an octave change, meaning it gets happier, diba? Yeah, yeah. The same way you have an octave change in a love story, diba? He knelt to the Romeo, diba? It goes higher, right? yeah. Because mm-hmm. you feel the euphoria, the excitement, and that's why I read yeah. this song as in the end, like at least for the high school ending, is that tinanggap siya ba, diba? Because like in the end, it's it's yeah, I showed up at your yeah, I showed up, nandun na siya. But the way it's being sung is very happy. Hindi siya naging minor key. Hindi siya naging, like it's it's triumphant almost. Parang nagsubsid Yeah, it's parang siya. hoping. Pa, ano na siya? Hoping for the best na siya. Hindi na siya hoping na oh, will yeah. she will she tell me to go fuck myself. But it's more like I'm hoping she will kiss me. And this one, parang mas yeah. light, magaan na magaan na yung hopes niya. Ganda, ganda yeah. naman. And I like the. And, and him singing, you know, and the, the guy's point of view is standing in your cardigan, kissing in your car again. I love that, like, that it rolls off the tongue, the lyricism. Cardigan, car again. And it's like, oh, I love that. Like, it's, again, it's the same metaphor, same imagery, same plot and everything, but you have the sides of it. Parang, in the Grove, ka girl, Rashomon. So, parang, sobrang galing. Honestly, this whole album, I think, is like you know how we have in classic literature you have the canterbury tales you have these collections of characters but like, this is up there eh? like this is the modern Taylor day musical universe <laughs> exactly it's, it's it's a lot of fun and i, I, I enjoyed that. i really enjoyed this song this is one of my top for sure and to find the connection between everything in itself it's like so her mind again her mind Close her mind and like you know yeah. Parang what I appreciated about this song, aside from the beat, aside from how parang a bit upbeat it is, it's also about how hopeful it is. Not just about the relationship part of mending the relationship, but also about the friendship. Parang mas nakuha nga friendship eh, than relationship nila na parang, you know, the, the foundation naman of a, fr- of a relationship is supposedly a friendship. So parang Ang ganda nung parang ganung aspect of it then uh, you know can I go to your party I knew I know you wouldn't like me there what will you do when I get there those like callbacks to like it can also be for another friend na parang you fought with or something or you had an argument with disagreement and then parang this is a song you can dedicate to them na parang you know we can make amends at the end of the day maybe even in a few years, we know we never know these like things, but it's very nice to have that kind of song also. Na about because before, you know, we always love her for all her petty songs, but Betty is not petty for me. It's like more, it's more mature na, a mature take. Now you apologize. You don't you don't just write a song saying I know we have bad blood or this is why we can't have nice things or uh, what else. <laughs> Look what you made me do. Diba? Parang mga ganong bagay na very aggressive eh. This yes. one's mo- really like the mature take on it and the mature way of handling relationships whether it's a friendship or a romantic one. So it's just 
it, it it's it's a nice um maturity that comes along with the age i guess and also the genre and the storyline that all all the layers that are put into it so yeah the character development chopped out the growth chopped out yeah definitely yeah definitely okay so now we're down to our last two songs the next one is peace which i also really like um ang, ang ng, you know it's kind of like calls me back to call it what you want parang ganun na parang you're offering yourself as a whole na parang would you still love me even if i can't give you peace that whole narrative for me is so nice na parang this is what relationships are supposed to be about it's not one giving up for another but the two like mending parang the two oh, like combining sense. themselves and like taking each other for what they are Because especially thinking of Taylor's narrative na will Joe ever have peace for being just labeled as Taylor Swift's boyfriend? boyfriend. Yes. Or like, you know, with Taylor's very high profile kasi yung buhay ni Taylor in general. So like, you know, that you're never gonna have that normal private life. You're gonna have that illicit affair. And that parang Taylor's just asking, will you still love me? Even if I can't give you this piece, and it's just like super wow. Na parang ganda. It's take me as I am, basically. At parang the bottom line of the song is take me as I am, which is what people ask for in a relationship. Na you know, let's find the compromise between each other. I mean, parang akala mo na kapag experience ako ng ganon. Pero you know that kind of like this is me, and you know, just let's find our peace together. And it's just really nice to have that whole narrative parang at the back end of the album as it closes. So that's my take on it. Yeah. Call it what you want and also delicate also. I'm noticing some hints of delicate as well. Yeah. 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 I like how sparse the production is. Like, it reminds you of, it's basically the song equivalent of how, you know, remember in La La Land where whenever something happens between two people, they... Um, there's a spotlight going on and then it, it's all on them. It's something like that. Yeah. Any other ano, insights on this? Or natapos sa I think it's a nice way of it winding down the album. Yeah. Parang, I, I think that for me, I want to talk about it in the context of hoax, like the two. Yeah. Like, yun nga, it's, it's, there's love, but there's also betrayal. And you see these as two sides of a relationship and I think as an ending ang ganda like I, I just find the two like the, the two on their own they're okay like they're not necessarily the most memorable to me but they work so well as an ending for this creative exercise for her of all these of all these um characters of all these plot lines parang natali siya at the end very well even if at the end, we're left with pain, which is the betrayal, the hopes, like finding out that what you were told was not true. It's dishonesty. But I guess that's the playfulness of being a fiction writer in, in this album. Because she gets to lie out of creativity and string all these, these plot lines. And it doesn't even have to be about her life, but she's able to write these things and to allow us to be part of it. And I like that it ends on a very sad note even. So parang I find that just all very interesting. Yeah. 
I mean, like, I guess ending like this. <laughs> that kind of like yun nga, that kind of captures na as we go to the last song, which is hoax. Na you know, ang ganda ng narrative talaga. At, at the end of it, ang ganda ng buong narrative na nabuo dito. And you can arrange it the way you want. Pero the way that she did it with all the highs and the lows and all the lyrics and all the stories behind it, it's just like, wow, we never asked for this, but we got it. And her mind just like blessed us with this. <laughs> Any last thoughts on Hoax, Siguro, before we head to the last part of our review of Folklore? Movies So she just really likes movies and film. <laughs> as a theme throughout the album. Yeah. Because she talks again about like knowing already what the ending is. You know, the hero died, so what's the movie for? And ayun lang. Like, she's, ang, ang, like, it's so tight. It's a, it's a tight seal of the storytelling na whatever devices, plot devices we've seen early on, you know, there was no smoking gun that wasn't fired by the end. And I think, I think that's what's been great about this album. And ito, si Reg may gusto rin sabihin about um, hoax. Um, she says that this is a break in the Taylor Swift tradition of ending with new beginnings, such as clean or New Year's Day or begin again. Because this feels like a bit more, yun nga, as Nat was saying, parang mas sad siya and mas hopeless yung ano. Pero yun nga, as Reg would say in her notes that she left us, um, she feels like, you know, it's apt for the quarantines or the, you know, what we're experiencing na it shows na narratives don't always have to have neat bookends as Reg is saying here in the notes. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, I agree. That's true. Na parang, it's so un- uncertain. It's nice to have that break of being sad and listening to a whole album. But at the end of the day, we're also back to reality of the realities we're facing. And it's not oh, yeah. really the best reality right now, especially for a lot of people out there. So, you know, we're hoping for the best all the time. And that brings us to our own narratives. Na, you know, we try our best to uh we try our best to act on what's happening around us, speak up about the things that ha- are happening around us. And at the end of the day, I guess write our own narratives and you know, make the next chapter in this world happen because it's not happening right now. <laughs> yun. Parang ang, ang gandang ano, reading yun ni Rich. Kevin, you wanted to say yeah. something? It, yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was gonna say that it was, yeah, I was gonna say that yeah, everyone nailed it on the head first of all. So, so I felt like it was uh, the flip side to, to New Year's Day on the one hand and I also feel like Hoax is like the musical the musical equivalent of um, if you've seen Requiem for a Dream, the ending of Requiem for a Dream where everyone is like... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, then to Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that kind of wraps up the whole album for now because there's a 17th track, the bonus track, which is called The Lakes, which no one has heard of until this point because it comes out with the physical version of the album. So we'll have around maybe two weeks or until we get to listen to that. And I hope it's another good song that we can all dissect in the future. But I guess before we end, 
what is our final verdict on the album? I guess we can go per pers- person to person. Um, Kevin can start. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Even though like um, my thoughts on each song individually has improved now after so many listens, my thoughts still stands that it's very refreshing to for Taylor to not sing about herself too much. Like if she's gonna sing about herself, it's gonna be a lot more low key. Like you're gonna have to dig in deeper. And then I feel like the lo- the longevity of this album and the cultural side guys. If I'm hopefully I'm clear on that, uh, the cultural side guys. I yeah, it's gonna be dictated by how much it's gonna be dissected in terms of content. And I also like how she took left field turns when it comes to when it comes to sonic direction and all that. So all in all, again, I said this again and again, refreshing, 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 four out of five. Because like, I feel like um, the middle section blends too much that it can get really, you know, indistinguishable somehow. But I still, you know, I still, yeah, again, refreshing. And also emotionally impactful still. Okay, friends. For me, it's the same with Kevin. It's very, very refreshing album. And what uh, what they love about it in general talaga is that uh, the music, the production, the lyrics, how everything is just uh, given to you, it really makes you feel like you're sitting inside the room. Uh, either with your thoughts or you're just really there having a deep conversation with Taylor herself. Wherein she, like, like Kevin said, it's, she's not even talking about herself. Mm-hmm. But you're getting something beautiful out of it. Just like how we, we all discussed throughout this album, all these deep things that we dug up. It, it feels like you're talking to Taylor like that. Like It's a very mature take on a lot of things. And for me, I, I'd give it a 4.5 out of Five. And siguro the point five for me is that because hindi pa talaga nag-stick sa akin yung Iba. some from the end. Some from the end. There were some songs that, you know that it's a very cohesive album, very well produced, fresh take. Um, Obviously, Taylor Swift is going to make folk a thing. I mean, like a bigger thing than it is. Is already because of this. Last yeah. uh, next CRV. What's your final verdict? Um. Well, I agree with Franz and Kev. Naman so far, na it is very refreshing. Um. I'm not a big fan of folk or like slow songs for that matter, but this one took it to a whole nother level with its storytelling. So that's what I really enjoyed the most. I mean, Madame flexed her skills and her versatility by giving us a folk album that we've never heard before because she used to be country, diva. Right? So um, it's, it's also very, um, what do you call that? It's versus Lover because I thought Lover was very light and colorful. She came out with a black and white album. Grabe. Um, uh, I would give it a, f- a high 3.9, siguro, kasi just because I'm not a fan of folk. But aside from that, but it's a very good album. Maybe I, I, I haven't had the time to digest all of it yet because I can only name like four or five songs that I remember 
yung message without going through the checklist. Um, but yeah, ma'am surprises. She produced this in three months and then released it. Diba? Like, that talent is otherworldly. So yeah, it's, it's fabulous. Yep. 3.9 is very pitchforky, Ann. Wait, <laughs> do you hear that random sound? Yung parang may alien? Yeah. Feel ko when I talk, lumalabas siya. <laughs> Ay, hindi. Hindi pala, it's not me. I thought it was me because when I was talking, it was there. So I thought it was my earphones. Ano yun? It's the nakamute ka na. It's better. Hindi. Spirit of Taylor said because of the 3.9. Okay, four na, fine. <laughs> I swear, ano yun? Naririnig niyo pa rin ba? Wala na siya. It's gone. Kakatawa. Para sa sabi niya, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't tell me if it, yeah, don't tell me stay voodoo or whatever. Have we recorded a ghost on our podcast possibly? Stay voodoo. Sinat, what are your final words after the ghost's final words? Final words. Uh, oof. I mean, for me, I guess the top, my favorite songs on it were uh, all Mamaya those na yung ano natin, were, uh, na yung Unholy Trinity. Yung, okay, so I think in general as an album, I would have got a little bit of it. I felt like, kasi nga, it's folk, so you, once you get a taste of some songs, you feel the same sort of arrangement on a different theme, on a different, mm-hmm. pero it's still similar. So I felt like some songs were too close to each other I would have cut down like I think I some an artist this year that I enjoyed was Dua Lipa having a short new album and I thought that it was really good still so I think this is, yeah I think this album could have been strengthened by a little bit like just just a, maybe two or three songs off I love 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 the cinematic universe and like the the stories and the characters and just being involved in that felt like a very wonderful Netflix series that it could all of them could be living in one town and I am uh, lucky enough to get to watch that that that's how the album felt and at the same time musically you know you're you're always gonna expect a great hit from Taylor and it's nice to see what a hit and what a critical classic will like that they overlap because I mean sometimes she has songs like I don't know shake it off or like uh, blank space which are great hits although they're not necessarily like whoa like as a song right? but yeah. now I felt like you have the intersection of both and I, I'm so excited for her to be recognized for it so that's what I'm looking for for in the upcoming months and you know the fact that she just sat down and wrote this like in April is just so wonderful and I think for me this is a this album is a solid like 9 over 10 or 4.5 over 5 so it's a solid 9 for me and easily like I, I, I think we have got a strong contender for album of the year like really watch out for the next Grammys yeah ako naman the final word from me I would agree with everyone on their take on it. Of course, it's refreshing. It's really great. Lyrically, it's 
amazing the narratives that she showed here and she really showed all the bashers all the haters <clears throat> that she can do this because we know as Swifties that she can do it but not everyone understands her lyrical mind her musical genius because of their perceptions of Taylor Swift and this one yun nga, I would I would agree with Nat na it's really a strong contender for album of the year because above all expectations aka no expectations she really pulled through with this amazing album, which is probably, I mean, I guess every, with every album she puts out, we'd say it's one of the best and it's topic, out, outdoing herself. But at the same time, I would say ang bigat, ang bigat niya talaga na it's not something you can take all, it, all at once and it's not something you can dissect in a, with a snap of a finger Unlike Lover, na parang one listen, you kind of get the grasp of it. This one is a slow burn, and it's not really for the faint of heart, especially if you're going through something or you don't know you're going through something, and this unlocks you. For me, that was like the whole experience of the album. I'm not sure how much more I'm gonna listen to it in the next few days after we record this because I feel like I need to like lift my spirits up a bit with my K-pop faves or like Lover <laughs> or like uh-huh. earlier Taylor Swift works. Actually, ginagawa ko siya in between listens to Folklore eh, na parang you know, I'd listen to City of Lover recordings or The Lover album or even Reputation. Para lang medyo mapagaan yung feeling ko na kakanta lang ako ng Endgame na random, ganyan. You know, it's just like it's very haunting at the end of it all. It creeps into you and that's what I love about it so much. Although, yun nga, it's not something you would listen to. You could just listen to parang flat out for a whole week because of the emotional baggage that it can give you. And that alone shows you how brilliant it is nga. Kasi parang not all sad albums can give you that emotional weight and like creeping into you like you've never experienced before. So that's like, I, I'd give a 4.5 na rin with, for this. Although I, I, I really don't like rating in general mga albums then. Kasi, you know, as with the process of always like growing with the album as the time goes by, you find new favorites, you find new meanings to the song. So for, for now, oh. I would give it a 4.5. And now we head to our pinaka-final um, segment about folklore, which is our, I would call it Unholy Trinity because this album is so heavy for me. So what are your top three songs from the album? Let me begin with mine. My top three are Exile. Ayun, nasinabi ko na lahat ng sasabihin ko about that song kanina. Um, the next one is The One, which is also just really nice as well. And the third one is Illicit Affairs. So that's my Unholy Trinity. Uh, next, maybe Kevin can go okay. next. Okay, so this is me trying first, and then I guess I mean it's I mean I already have a top five in mind with two honorable mentions, but then because it's a trinity, then this is me trying exile the one. Okay, for me, it would be the one August and illicit affairs. <laughs> RV? Uh, well, first, illicit affairs kasi malandi si ma'am. <laughs> the last great American <laughs> dynasty kasi 
pakawala si ma'am and the one. Kasi at the end of it all, you know, I'm still looking for the one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that for me, um, August, Betty, because I don't know, I just like hearing the two sides of the girls in the love triangle. So August and Betty, and then I'd have to give it to oh fuck, this is hard between Exile and Mirrorball. But among four, yun yung apat. Okay, bigay mo na yung oh, uh, bigay mo na yung well, honorable mention na dalawa. <laughs> two honorable mentions. Oh, yeah, mine, uh, mine yung, is. So, the Betty, August, and then um, Mirrorball and Exile. Because I think Exile is just really special to have it with Bon Iver. So, it's really good. Yeah. Kevin has yeah. honorable mentions as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is this is not the honorable mentions that I thought of when I talked to other people about the album. But I would say, given that I gave three, then... Two, my two honorable mentions would be Mirrorball and Cardigan. Okay. And si Reg also gave in her answers. Um, she gave five with, in no particular order, so I'm going to read all of them. Her faves are Last Great American Dynasty, Exile, My Tears Ricochet, Illicit Affairs, and Betty. Ako, if, I would, if I were to have um, my own honorable mentions, I would also mention Betty and I guess Invisible String and Peace. Actually, lahat talaga. Those those, those <laughs> ones I talked about earlier. Um, so yeah, that is it for our folklore, pamor galore um, discussion about Taylor Swift's eighth studio album, Folklore. But of course, with all our episodes, we have our pop stop or our pop culture recommendations of the week, our taste breakers. Because you know, aside from folklore, which we heavily recommend a great album. We would like to share our pop culture opinions with this segment. Um, who wants to begin? Kevin? Ooh, okay, so... Go ahead. I have one I have one for music and one for TV. So, for music, I mean, since we... I mean, it's been weeks since Gaslighter came out. Gaslighter by the, by the Dixie Chicks. I mean, we wouldn't have... Sorry, the Chicks, rather, because they decided to change their name after the protest. But then we would um, we wouldn't have Taylor without the chicks first of all. So I listened to when it came up. I listened to Gaslighter, their album, and it's an emotional experience also. So, but then it's more a lot more you know a lot more like it has upbeat moments and downbeat moments. It even has a cover like that. So the, that's the music one for TV because Chalo and I we have. I mean, Charlie and I love our villains. We love horror and thriller. We always make it a point to watch whatever good horror movie there is out there. But then I remember on Netflix Philippines, the number one over the, the number one overall on the top ten was Girl from Nowhere from Thailand. And because like everyone's everyone when we're talking about Thailand, like everyone would go for the boys love stuff. But then like when I saw, you know, when I saw Girl from Nowhere, it's it had an interesting plot. Like it's a black mirror kind of thing. But then the only thing tying to tying them together would be a girl named Nano who transfers to different schools every episode. And she would stir the pot in many ways, including exposing pedo teachers or um giving a spotlight on high school plagiarism, like that. So if I were to describe it, it's black mirror, but Black Mirror, but with, you know, 
if you're talking. I'm not. I mean, is it like supernatural? Um, that, like, no, it's it's more like Black Mirror, but then make it about the offensive section on every. I mean, faculties have handbooks, right, Matt? I mean, yeah, yeah. So, it's so student handbook and faculty handbook, the offensive section. It's basically Black Mirror about that, and also it's about it's basically Pretty Little Liars, but make it from the perspective of maybe A or Mona, like that. Oh, okay. And it's, yeah, like, and then also every episode is directed by a different director, so you could see some tonal shifts. And then the last two episodes are a bloodshed. That's, um, that's what I'm going to say. Okay. Thanks for that. I will probably watch that sometime. Next, who wants to go next? Sinat Yata wanted to say her... Recos. No, I just wanted, I mean, I don't know if people are over it already because it was a big thing in quarantine, but Normal People, Normal People was so good and like, I've, I've been following that Twitter account that a Normal People um, bought that now is mixing some of the scenes with Taylor Swift lyrics. From oh my God. Like watch it. It's a it's an Irish um Irish like a uh, show. It's on BBC I think and Hulu. Oh my god, it's so good. It's my it's my favorite thing out of quarantine that as a, as a show. And I think it's I think it's around eleven episodes or something. It's pretty short, but so painful and like literally every episode. Yeah, and it's only about like the guy and the girl. Like no subplots, nothing. It just follows their romance from high school to university. Watch it. It's just so good. I've been trying to find the book kasi, and I can't find it anywhere, literally. So I can't get myself to watch the film, either series yet. So I, I really want to watch it also. But I'm, I'm, kind, I'm that kind of person who wants to read the source material first before I watch the adaptation. But I might just watch it sometime soon. Ano uso sa ano ngayon Spain na may recommend mo? Ayun bago. I don't know, I'm just waiting for Elite 4. Oh. Like I'm so I saw the new cast. Oof, ang ganda, like ang gaganda ang popogi na nila ulit. So I'm really really excited for Elite Generation 2, ba? Similar like with skins, the next gen. So ito wala na yung some characters. My favorite ones pa naman yung tinanggal. But I mean, I'm ex- I'm super down to watch the next generation. That's nice. I I haven't seen Elite yet eh. So magand- <laughs> Super sexy, super fun. It's how how I uh, how to get away with murder meets Gossip Girl. As in ganun talaga siya. Excellent. It's and they're all super good looking. And it's Spanish people, right? Yeah. Okay, RB, ikaw. Okay lang ba mag-recommend ng stuff na hindi na super fresh? fresh. Yeah, yeah. Well, kasi Girl recently... Girl from the Wears from 2018. <laughs> it's ano, it's something na I've gotten into recently, Gene Wilder movies. So it was my first time to watch Gene Wilder movies. Um, Any specific week. ones? Uh, Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, and then Clue, 1985. As in so, the board game to movie Clue? Yes, yes. That was, there's something very weird. Maybe it was, there's something very weird about his sense of humor and how he delivers comedy. Now for Actually, she's pala yung kumakausap sa'yo kanina. Joke lang. Ang weird, kinilabutan talaga ako nung sinabi niyo may narinig kayo kakaiba. Tapos whenever I would talk, 
Saka wala siya nairinig. Tapos I thought it was just me. Gene Wilder, hello. <laughs> Magkalimutan na tayo. Gene Wilder, if you're there, wala lang. I love your movies. Anyway, <laughs> para tigilan niya ako. But yeah, it's, it's, the sense of humor is really good. Tapos it's still, okay siya. Even it now that I'm watching it 2020. <laughs> okay, parang, patok pa rin yung comedy niya. Even though there are some racial stuff na parang hindi dapat pinag-uusapan. Yeah, for its time, it was really smart and it was really fresh. So I liked it. Backtrack. Ganun. Yeah. Friends? For me, I'm gonna recommend a TV show from Apple TV Plus, Amazing Stories. Super na-addict ako in the past few days. Kina yung host ulit nun? Hindi siya host. Para siyang ano, um... Produced by Steve Amazing Gilbert. stories with ano cap joke. Budoots dance. Di ba yun yung pangalan ng show caps Amazing stories. Oh yun na. I can. Pero yun anyway. siya. Um, for those who don't know, this is like a parang they it's they made like modern new stories of how. Amazing Stories was back in the, I don't know what years those were, like 80s or 90s. Actually, because of the episodes they released that I watched, I, I suddenly started watching old episodes. And nakakatawa siya. Parang siyang, ano, parang siyang storytelling talaga. Tapos parang they put um, a lot of modern themes into the storytelling that they did. It's kind of like Black, it's kind of like Black Mirror in a way that each episode is its own story. Mm, but it's and real life. Or it's no, like no, no, it's story. not real life. Like, merong parang, there's some stuff about time travel, some stuff about like afterlife, parang, go, parang ghost na siya, ganun. So, yun, yun yung mga major plots niya. Tapos parang, nakatawa, there's also a lot of good representation also that comes with it. So, I recommend, it's fun to watch. Yeah. And I actually saw that Delano O'Brien episode. It's nice, diba? Yeah. And last, for me, I would recommend the book Find Me by Andre Aseman. It's the sequel to Call Me By Your Name. It's really, really nice. Like, I'm only halfway through because the book is split into two parts. Uh, the premise kasi is the dad of uh, Elio finds like a younger girl, a girl younger than he is and then they fall in love. So it's kind of like the same, playing with the same theme of like the different ages. Pero it's not like a creepy kind. Parang, imagine the guy, the dad is like 50-something, the girl's 30. Parang ganun. Hindi siya yung like teenager yung girl to creepy dad or something. No, it's not like that. But I would say the writing talaga of Andre Asiman is like really reels you in and you can feel the emotion in there. The same way he did with um, Call Me By Your Name. This one he does for Find Me. And ang ganda kahit heterosexual relationship siya compared to the LGBT aspect of Call Me By Your Name. Ang ganda ng the way you he writes about love and the way he like describes it in the experience of one person. It's just really nice. Uh, the second part of the book is about Elio and Oliver, which I haven't read yet. So it's interesting to see how they will like explore the sequel to the Call Me By Your Name, that aspect. Kasi parang spin-off siya in a sense eh. Pero it's still the same theme and it's really nice. And it's set in 
Italy pa rin. It's in Rome naman. So, ang ganda ng, ano na yun, ganda ng narrative na yun. So, that's my, ano, for the week. My recommendation for the week. Siguro babaltaan ko on the next episode yung Eleon Oliver aspect of it. But, yeah, that is our popcorn for the day. Happy 50th episode, everyone. I am so happy Yay. you guys are here. Nat hasn't been here for a while and Kevin as well. So, yeah. I'm happy we're here and we're talking about our favorite queen, Taylor Swift. I hope everyone enjoyed that whole discourse of our scholarly uh, Swift loving for the second time around. Yeah. Let's hope the next album, siguro next year, more or less, will be as good or, or even better. We don't know what's gonna happen yet. Or expect but, the unexpected lang, I guess. Yeah, expect the unexpected. Baka later this year ulit mayroong isa. <laughs> but, Maybe um, tomorrow. Aside from that, of course, syempre... Yeah. But yeah, we are here with the Filipino people as well. The people from ABS-CBN who lost their jobs, of course. Uh, we we must mention it at the very least, even at the end. Na, you know, we we're, we don't condone all of these happenings, especially in this time of pandemic. It's just really sad to see all of this. Parang whatever. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it anymore. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's nice to have pop culture pa rin, of course, and talk about it. But we must also face the realities that are outside. So I hope we all do our own parts. I'm sure we all do in this uh, group of people. But yun nga, let's continue to speak up and to take action and to raise our voices because we are being heard even if we're dissenters. And dissenters are very valid and activism, again, it's not terrorism as we always say. Yes, um, yes, yes. Because when you are young, they assume you know nothing. You know nothing. Our uh, Let's bring uh, yeah. that back. Exile. <laughs> <laughs> Exile na ang gobyerno to. Joke. You're not my Let's say we've seen the ending of this film before. Yeah, let's yes. just find a new like, director, find a new yeah. musical producer, and like yeah. make them make things happen again. Tama na, sobra yeah. na, palitan na. <laughs> yeah. Let's, yeah, let's strategize and find a way to make that ending that we want happen. You know? Exactly. Like, yeah. Yun. Yeah. Laban lang lahat. I mean, without any associations. Laban lang. And yeah, thank you everyone for being here. Of course, yeah. our episodes, including our Taylor Swift lover and Taylor Swift general discussion, is in episode 13. You can find that in all episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Yeah. And of course, we're also on Radio Katipunan 87.9 FM. Thank you so much to the Radio Katipunan fam for always accommodating us. And Follow us on social media for more updates. That's at Popcorn with Cholo, at Popcorn W Cholo on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you can find us to let us know what else you'd like to see on the show. Again, thank you everyone for being here. It was a blast. Another great and long episode about Taylor Swift. See you all next time. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye everyone. Bye.